entertainment purposes only, um, along with all your local laws, uh, where we are, where I am is 21 plus, so I say 21 plus, but I know where West is, and the difference. So all your local laws, if you can't smoke weed, then you shouldn't be watching the show. That's it. That's exactly right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if uh, weed is uh, legal where you are, then uh, welcome to this uh, wonderful weed show. If weed is not legal where you are, welcome to this wonderful hemp show. Uh, if weed is uh, not legal where you are, please consider anything we talk about with seeds or anything else to be, obviously, uh, uh, just uh, uh, bullshitting, pretty much. And the rest of you, I mean, it's basically bullshit anyway. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Uh, exactly, Randy. Uh, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, now that it's just adults, uh, just us adults. Uh, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I don't know. Come. Uh, I don't know. This is a, it's a weird show for me. I'm, I'm trying to figure out at the moment, sort of in real life and everything else, whether to kind of continue the show and continue the fucking seed business and everything else. It's a long story, to be honest. But in the meantime, since the show is still on, uh, go take a look at Chronic Table over at your uh, podcasting places. Uh, I'm still doing it. I actually didn't upload an episode this week, but uh, oh, look at that. Coots in the freaking chat. He might be bringing something for the uh, munchie off. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, the, the, the podcast is still, I don't know, I'll probably upload something next week or something. We'll figure it out. But in the meantime, uh, go take a look. Uh, I don't actually. I don't even feel like shutting down my website and stuff. There's <laughs> too much fucking shit going on. So, D, go for it, buddy. Welcome. What's going on, chat panel? What's going on, chat? Just, uh, just gonna say, if you use Humidor's uh, seed channel or channel seed company, it's Humidor dot seed Humidor dot com, and use Thank the code for the seed discount. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm Thank smoking you. on uh, Gorilla Gas and Pink Tuna, and my garden's doing good. Um, oh, check me out on Instagram, D underscore zombie underscore. And I'm also on the uh, Red channel. Cheers, everybody. Okay, so how are we doing? We can hear you, Coop. What's up, Coop? He might be still uh, hooking up his audio. Man, what's going on, bud? Yeah, man, uh, what's good? Shit, man. High humidity, hot days are are here, so we're trying to figure it out. Fucking, I put the uh, DHU in the basement. It probably won't stop running until the winter, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apple go, oh, go for it, Smash. I was just say apple fritter looks good. I'll have to take a dab. Or no, actually, I'm gonna roll a joint in some white butter. Where you go? Yeah. Ready? What's that? One more time, D. Did you say you had apple fritter already ready? No, no, no. I said it looks good. Oh, yeah. oh. I say what? Let me think. Uh, you know, actually, that white wedding clones really well. Yeah, I've noticed recently I've uh, cloned it maybe, uh, well, a handful of times. I guess I can't count how many times now, but I've cloned it a few times. And sure enough, it's almost always one of the first to clone. Uh, I noticed it maybe two, three rounds ago or something. I hadn't really, hadn't really struggled to clone it or something because I kept saying like, oh, apple fritter, not, not apple fritter, the, the white wedding. I don't know. I, I was, I was kind of being one of those guys. I was being a douche a little bit against that strain for some reason. And, uh. I don't know. Long story short, I just basically noticed one day, like, fuck, that thing has roots already, when basically none of the other clones have uh, roots. And sure enough, last couple of times, too, boom, it just fucking throws roots. Uh, uh, one of the absolute fastest, really. Uh, uh, 
absolutely many. Like uh, uh, at least the, the 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 clone that I selected for sure has a, a crazy fast uh, uh, rooting. So that's kind of nice. I'm hoping to. I still got some more seed. I'm hoping to find that wine one again. Hmm. Uh, it didn't take me too long. I have to be honest. I was kind of uh, poo-pooing that strain because I kept finding these like sort of mediocre uh, uh, phenotypes. But then honestly, it only t- took me maybe like five or six females. It really wasn't a big deal. Like basically one pack of seeds pretty much. What's up, Coot? Like literally like one pack of seeds and I basically found it. So honestly, you, I think you have a couple packs. Like just, just pop another, honestly, six. You'll probably find one. I bet. You know, because like if three or four, oh, no, 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 it's feminized. So yeah, just pop another like four of them. You'd probably, you'd probably find one. Yeah, they're all feminized. I keep forgetting that for some stupid reason. I don't even know why. What's going on, Coot? Welcome. He's eating. Oh, he just took a bite. <laughs> don't worry, <Yeah>. Coot. <laughs> Panacopa, <laughs> that's a good munchie. Did you make it yourself? Uh, Mrs. Koo did. That will be save one piece so we can show it off here in a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. we have uh, Munchie off coming up here in a little bit. Uh, and before Smartass gets here, no, I did not make the PO dough. Before Wes did Smartass? Uh, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, he'll prove <laughs> like, Well, did you make everything from scratch? Did you make the napkins yeah. from scratch too? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are unaware, uh, it's, you know, it wasn't super widely publicized. So if you're like, holy shit, I just found out about it. Well, hey, I understand. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are welcome to participate in the first munchie off pretty much. We're going to try to make this a regular thing if it works out, if hopefully nobody dies. Uh, but, uh, in the meantime, uh, I didn't actually have time to make anything, but I got some uh, pretty cool munchies. And I think a few folks might uh, be bringing something themselves. So, folks, uh, come on up and uh, bring your shit. Uh, I'm not 100% sure how we're going to score it. I don't know. If we have enough contestants, then we could do it, like, one-on-one. We could basically, like, put both people on the the, the, the freaking screen or whatever. And, um, do you have any on Blake? Here, I'll mute Coot for a second. Uh, we could potentially put one person on either side of the screen. They can talk about it, whatever. And then we could basically do a poll in the, in the chat and see who likes uh, which better. Or we could do one of a, one at a time. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Polls, so. Yeah, exactly. It's well, a little bit. Well, actually, you know what? How to be honest? To be honest, you're, uh, good point. Uh, well, I don't know if that was a point you're making, but we could totally do four people at a time. So actually, if we have four contestants, we could totally do a poll for four. I wasn't even thinking about that for some stupid reason. So we can basically wait until all four people have gone, and we can do a poll. We can see who won. So either one, two, three, four doesn't matter. We can basically figure it out. I, I don't know why it didn't occur to me earlier. Probably for the same reason that I was calling that one guy. Uh, uh, I can't even remember who was in the chat. But I was calling a beer the other day, Pharaoh City, instead of Ferocity. <laughs> anyway, uh, one of these days we'll learn to read like uh, real people. Wow. What's going on, Atomic Spoon? Cheers, buddy. Uh, nice to see you. Uh, I believe Atomic Spoon was first in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Let me switch to live chat so that I can see uh, see for sure. Sure enough, Atomic Spoon was first in the chat. Cheers, buddy. Well done. KNC was second. Uh, Kush Cloud not too far behind him. Welcome, buddy. Uh, Grayson Grow, nice to see you, buddy. Sandwich B. Well, so T.O. is in the chat. What's going on? Stony Creek, Papa Coast, uh, who's all in here? Get up, gals, already in the, in the show. Bud uh, Kilowatt, cheers, buddy. Nice to see you. Jess and Bean, of course. Welcome, everyone. Ned Kelly, nice to see you, buddy. Got your package the other day. Uh, let's see here. Who else? Uh, Delman, what's going on, Delman? Nice to see you. Stone Root, welcome, everyone. Uh, welcome, uh, welcome, Shen. Nice to see you, buddy. Crime More Tools, welcome, buddy. Welcome, everyone. 
Here, let me uh, post the link so you guys can actually hop on here. So if you guys do have some munchies, you're not required to bring munchies on the show today. It's, uh, you know, as, as you guys know from the show, we like to uh, we like to keep it pretty low uh, low key, you know what I mean? So it's not like a big formal thing, whatever. Especially since it's, it's the first munchie off. So, you know, we're, we're not super freaking, uh, I don't know. We're not super, I want to say like Nazi, but <laughs> we don't have to be Nazi about food. Uh, long story short, there's the link, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and click it. Welcome to uh, join us. Welcome to uh, join the chat. Uh, Coot just sent me a good looking picture, it looks like. Oh, yeah, look at that. That'll be a good picture for the munchie off, ladies and gentlemen. That looks like I can post that. In fact, you know what? That's a great idea uh, because we have such a problem with like Zoom always, you know, showing whatever you're basically showing. It'd be a great idea if you just flat out took a picture and then you can just honestly send it to me. Uh, obviously, for Coot, it was easy. You could just text it to me. If you want, you could email it to me. You could ask in the chat. If you ever forget the the, the email uh, address, you could just ask in the chat. Email me at fumidor at chronictable.com. Uh, put your name on there so that I you know, know who it is. And then I can basically show the, the picture live. I can basically just share the, the screen, right? Uh, and then we'll see like full res, you know, whatever, full quality. Uh, image of uh, whatever you're showing. So for example, I have some, I could just say right now, I have some maple bacon donuts from uh, a voodoo donut. So what I can do is I can take a picture of the maple, maple bacon donut. And then if it doesn't show up, you know, because of the zoom window or whatever, <clears throat> I can just show the, the full quality uh, image from my phone. So let's do that. Let's uh, uh, figure that out. I just sent you a picture. I saw it, Coot. I saw it. Okay. So you got that from me or Mrs. It. Coot. Absolutely. No. The, uh, I was out with ink the other day, Fumi, and uh, I found this like phone holder with a light that plugs into a USB. I was like, this would be perfect for Wait a second, you're getting ink? Yeah, for the printer. Oh, wait a second. Oh, oh you were getting like uh, refilling your printer cartridges or whatever? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's such a scam. It's been such a scam for I don't even know how long. Like, unless you have a uh, laser printer. 30 years. Oh my God. It's like the best scam going, probably. I don't even get it. Like, the printer ink is more expensive than palladium. It's more expensive than gold. It's more expensive yeah. than cannabis oil. Mm. Friggin' name it. It's like this the luxurious medium. <clears throat> and uh, it has uh, expiration dates and everything. Oh, my fucking God. Anyway. I used to. I remember when we had an old printer. We got, this is a new one. We could we had cartridges that we could refill ourselves. Mm -hmm. We literally just bought ink and just put a like, needle in the top of the cartridge. Well, not a needle, but it looked like a big needle. And just put it in the top of the cartridge and put the color in. But I just had to get some black ink. I mean, uh, paid what, 20 bucks for it? Just black. Right on. Costco used to actually sell. Um, oh, God. They had a whole ink, wall. Uh, cartridge. They had, I think they still have the. Wait, don't they have the printer cartridges anymore? Maybe they don't anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but they used to sell the printer cartridges, and they used to also have... Um, no, he's right, actually. They don't have that wall of cartridges. Uh, plus, uh, they used to sell ink that you could uh, replace, your, like you could mm -hmm. refill your cartridges for a while, and they got rid of that. It was so annoying. You couldn't refill every printer's cartridges, but I remember I had both an HP and a Lexmark, and I could use it on both. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy. What the fuck? It was Epson. The big players were Epson, HP... Uh, on the color deal, Canon, um, Canon, photo yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. But they were all like fours. I mean, worse, the worst, <laughs> absolutely the worst. Because you could take it, 
But remember, even just getting sent on a CD, I remember paying around mid-90s, it cost me $350 to get a CD installed on a, a Mac aftermarket thing, you know. Um, so not everybody had a CD burner or, you know, whatever. Now you just yeah, send a JPEG to somebody and say, you want it, you print it, you know? <laughs> oh, it's really annoying, though. Like, uh, uh, now, stuff that we used to have, I don't have anymore. So, for example, when you say CD burner or anything else, I don't have a single disk drive on either of these two computers. Mm -hmm. I have a desktop and a laptop. Yeah. Neither one has a disk drive. Neither one. And I've been meaning to get a disk drive for the longest time, but I always put it, you know, on the back burner or whatever. And so there's all these old CDs and stuff that I would love to listen to. Can't do it because I can't listen to the fucking disk drive. Much less, you know, burn some CDs or anything else. What else? Do um, you have an Intel chip? Uh, on the, the desktop, it's an Intel chip, yeah. Okay, I got one for you free. It's an Apple brand. CD oh, really? burner and player. Oh, no it kidding. It doesn't work with the M1. Oh, that's annoying. Well, that's what I'd be happy to use it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, you I can definitely just use it on this one. It's going to get tossed. Huh? You're welcome to it. So. I'd be happy to, yeah. Thank you. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, that solves that problem. Um, what was I going to say? The other freaking thing that I've uh, uh, struggled to deal with lately. Uh, <clears throat> fuck, I can't remember right now. Uh, well, it's escaping me. Here comes Val. Um, maybe it'll come to me in a second, but like one of these things that used to be basically like a, a second nature in a computer and you basically can't have them right now. Why can't I think of it right now? Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here's Val. She's going to be on here in a second. Uh, don't forget to hop on, folks. So we're, we're doing the, the munchie off. If you guys want to participate, you obviously don't have to, but if you want to participate, cheers, Val. If you want to participate, don't dawdle. Don't wait too long. We're going to basically uh, wrap the show up probably less than a couple of hours, like an hour and a half or something. So... Cheers, Val. Uh, what's going on? Welcome. Oh, you're muted. <clears throat> Usual. There we go. Nice. Yeah. How are you? Doing all right. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, let's go ahead and have a quick out. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, did you have fun picking out your munchies? I did. I was going to make something pretty epic, but uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of weird shit going on in life. So I, I basically decided to just fuck that shit and, and went to Voodoo and just got a couple of good donuts. Uh, I have uh, uh, I actually just decided to get like two of each because, you know, why not? Uh, I got two maple bacon. Uh, well, actually, one of them didn't make it home. Uh, the blueberries didn't make it home. But uh, two maple bacon and two blueberries. I mean, one blueberry. Uh, but uh, anyway. Yeah, I just did nice a maple bacon exactly. one. Uh, maple bacons are delightful. By the way, their boxes are hilarious. I don't know if you guys have ever oh seen blue boxes. Uh, they always say really, uh, what do they say? Good things come in pink boxes. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. You're not oh, wrong. Else, right? Do they and still do the, weddings there? The magic is in the hole. I think they do. Good. I think they do the old oh, one. Yeah. yeah, there it is. I can't turn it up because there's donuts inside. You're so happy. Oh, yeah. They used to have the guitars. Oh, I won't show it. Oh, come on. I, uh, okay, I'll take the bell yeah. out first. Yes. Sorry. Okay. All right, this one. Oh, let's do that one. Let's see it. Let's see it. Oh, maple. it's going to fall apart. There's the maple bacon right there. Here comes uh, Shen. Believe it or not, yeah. Coot, this was the first maple bacon donut. 
it seems like ridiculous an old hat for us now. Oh, like know, everybody I has know. maple bacon, yeah. but they were on like the TV news nationwide oh, because know. oh my god, they put bacon on a maple donut. Every, every travel show that comes to Portland has <laughs> those voodoo donuts. That's why I went there because I was kind of talking shit about them for a little, little while. And then I yeah. went there a couple times with my friends, like two o'clock in the morning. They're doing a place that's open at like twenty four hours, and actually the donuts were great. So I was like, I remember, right, were you living here when the guy was still oh, doing the uh, church all night? Like, Church of Jesus or Ellis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Over downtown by Chinatown. Yeah, and the guitar player with the cardboard guitar. They had no strings. Actually, Zoom's doing a great job of showing that. Look at that. It's yeah, like it's good. Product photography. <laughs> Is that real, oh, bacon? That's real bacon, Dee. Holy shit. Right? Uh, I made Megapol bacon ice cream. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. If you're doing that, I got to go get my ice cream. Do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't dawdle. Bring your munchies. Sandwich be saying, fuck, he loves voodoo donuts. Mail me one of those buckets of donuts. Oh, man, I remember the buckets of donuts. What are you making, Ken? Popcorn. Cheers, Ken. Welcome. Cheers. What's going on, guys? I'm making a... Popcorn is one of my favorite munchies. Nice, man. I want beer. Solid. Yeah. I have a few friends who say their favorite food is popcorn, and I believe it. Like, yeah, it's so much better if you make it yourself. I yep, think that's true. Like, yeah. good olive oil, right? Good salt. Do you ever find that the the corn itself matters, or do you just get like a little red? It does. Like, it, I've I've gotten some, my hands on some good corn, and it, it, you can tell the difference with hmm. with that than versus like Orville Red and Bach, which all I have, That's all I have right now. Ooh, oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we have three munchies going on. This is deep. Four maple fudge. Four maple, four uh, munchies. Look at that. Oh, do we all? Oh, come maple fudge. Here? Fuck yeah, right man. off. It's a maple. Holy shit. Shit. Maple shit. Let's yeah. try it. Ooh. See, I did maple bacon ice cream, but Ooh. I mine. I even forgot about the Spanish capita. Hold on, let me show the picture. Away. Holy fuck, that's good. It would be proud of that. I picked that up. I was going to make some bread this weekend, but. That's good flour. Really good. It's some of the best in the country, actually. Did you bring anything, Cootie? Spanakopita. Let me show here. Uh, What's. What's Clockmas? What's Cootie eating today? What are your snacks? Tell us about your spinach. Feta cheese, uh, spinach. Um, I don't know, whatever. Oh, hey, I'm sure, you know, to bind it. Spinach and then probably. you brush it with ghee, and that gives you the nice, uh, crispy uh, texture. Yummy. Excuse me, organic grass fed. Dairy ghee, not just ghee. So you gotta make nice. sure you get that in there. That's the way. From some Hindu uh dairy people at the base of the Himalayas in the inner Kashmir. Because of Intel, we have a lot of uh, Indian national expats, whatever the term is. <clears throat> so out in uh near a night it they work at Nike and 
uh, Intel and what have you, engineers, software engineers and what have you. So out there in that part of the metro area are some really wonderful Indian markets. You know, like 25 different types of lentils, different colors from different parts of uh, India. And, uh, and rice, you wouldn't believe. I didn't know there was... Everyone just thinks Basmati. You know, it's kind of funny. Basmati is one of about 15 uh, types of Indian rice. Uh, Basmati is one of my favorites, to be honest. Oh, I love Basmati. I, I like uh, all the like jasmine rice from the, Thailand. Oh. And, uh, you know, good stuff. I'm sort of so-so on rice. I mean, um, a good rice rice dish, a pilaf or risotto or something is delightful. But, like, for rice itself, I'm kind of like, eh, it's just whatever. I'll take it or leave it. But, like, you have a rice, rice, love it. I don't actually know. Uh, if you did, it changes the whole experience because that. it hydrates the rice differently than we do when we cook it on a stovetop. Mm. And... You know, the Japanese engineers on anything, I don't care what it is, but there's one brand that is like at the top of the heap. It's so Jerushi. And it has a uh, chip in the damn thing. And so it, it, when you fill it with water and your rice, you start it, it weighs it. And so it figures out, like, at what point the hydration process is over and then it shuts off and it'll hold for several hours. You know, intact. It's not going to turn mushy like it would if you try to, you know, do something like that on your stove. Right. But as usual, a Japanese bring cash. Oh, what's that, D? Table fudge. Oh, God. Ooh. That sounds good. Be friends. All right. Spank up it up. D's maple fudge. What do you got, Val? What is that? Good ice cream. I made maple bacon ice cream and I what infused the fuck? it. Cool. Yeah. Eggnog. Try eggnog next time. Eggnog with uh, uh, bacon and uh, yeah. I did add I did add um, eggs to it, so it's more. There custom. you go. Damn. Yeah, it's right. delicious. First poll, ladies and gentlemen. Coot Spanakopita, these maple fudge. Val's maple bacon ice cream, or Shan's popcorn. Vote wisely, my friends. This is uh, round one. Oh, I'll come in last. Who wants to eat cheese? You know, uh, the popcorn will be last. <laughs> I'm guessing just a name recognition, just like uh, uh, what's that freaking the Marcos, the Marcos son? That the guy hasn't even, you know, what I'm talking about in the Philippines, the new, the soon to be new president of the fucking uh, Philippines. Gee, yeah, he yeah. has elicited no foreign policy or no 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 policy platform at all apparently Other he's not running for a congressional, u.s congressional seat <laughs> that's about right no there you just have to be nuts like apparently the philadelphia inquirer refused to uh, endorse any of the republican candidates because it said none of them basically match the basic bounds of sanity because they're <laughs> saying uh normally when you take like a sobriety or a sanity test if they take like a lot of times when they check you for alzheimer's or anything else they ask sure. you what year is it you know, like who's the current president? <laughs> Shit, like you know, obvious answer, obvious questions, and a lot of those people literally said the wrong answer. So, like, it, basically, by the Philadelphia Inquirer, they were saying like these people don't match the threshold of sanity, which is just a hilarious take on it. I mean, it's it's true. You know what I mean? Like, if someone were to give them a fucking field sobriety test, they'd be like, "Who's the president?" Uh, how, about, how about that crazy woman, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, 
<laughs> who should never wear sandals in public. I'm just going to say it out loud. <laughs> I saw that thing. I saw that picture too. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. Okay. It's like her feet are trying yeah. to get away from her. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I don't mean to make fun, but she's just such an awful person. Oh, I will. It's okay. okay. She's, not, right. she's the one that's warning us about Jewish space, Jewish space lasers, lasers starting forest fires. That's in the California. thing when you're that nutty. I'm oh, just yeah. like, man, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Like all bets are off at that point. Georgia. That, my first response was Georgia, huh? Not even surprised. Yeah. Uh, look at that. Cheers, Locke. What's going on, my friend? A couple people in the chat. Uh, Rez is here. What's going on, Rez? Rez oh, probably man. would like to throw down in the uh, munchie contest. Oh, God. I wonder. Look at that. Right. What you That's got? Wonderful. Was that poutine? Down one. Oh, sweet. Wow. Who's winning? You know yeah, what? I think, uh, I think Coot is what? See, I told you. Name recognition alone, Coot. Uh, is that I apple? I think it is. It's going to be like uh, potatoes and gravy and cheese. Oh, okay. Okay. If you want good popcorn, grow your own. I'm serious. Because you, you have access to some wonderful heirloom uh, seeds that'll really produce, uh, I don't mean copious amounts, I mean really quality, uh, especially those strawberry ones. The uh, cobs are only maybe two inches in length and they're kind of like a torpedo shape. Those are wonderful. I think they, it is called strawberry popcorn, I think. Huh. Huh. I'm actually trying to get some, I'm trying to grow some sweet corn this year, but um, hmm. the, the damn squirrels keep coming in, digging the seeds out. Yeah. Eat them. So I finally put a net over the, over the bed. It's just a sweet corn. That is a good idea, though. And they're real pretty right. too for for uh, you know a nice bouquet on your at Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, my wife likes to take the corn husk or the stalks and decorate with them. At, you know, there you go, right? That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. and gourds too. The smaller gourds mm -hmm. you can shellac, yeah, and get a nice uh, finish on them. I want to grow some loofah this year. That'd be nice. Some what? Loofah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, I can't remember the name, but there's a seed company down in the Bay Area, San Francisco. And they've been in business for like 110 years, and they're an Asian seed specialty. Uh, the company has a Japanese name. I apologize, I don't remember. But they have a lot of that, that type of seeds from Asia, not just Japan. And I'll bet you that you'll find a really good loofah. Uh, Variety. Ooh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. How's that donut treating you? You look like you're enjoying it. You're like feasting like a king. Such a good donut. Oh, yeah. If you've never had a maple bacon donut, I really recommend it. That'd be good. You know what, Jim? If you made that with thin slices of beef pastrami, I mean, high quality pastrami, you know, not. Something from Walmart. Or... Hmm. I dig it. We I went to delicious. Mrs. Coot and I uh, celebrated our 43rd uh, anniversary no last weekend. Congrats. Yeah. Long, it's been a long journey. For sure. mm -hmm. And uh, so if you think the restaurant scene important has been 
suppressed because of the pandemic. I mean, it's take, you know, it's go to the coast. Hmm. It's like, really? You're actually serving this, you know, kind of shit. Hmm. So we take our own food. And so uh Patty went to the store or to Costco and got really quality cold cuts and then took some bread so we could eat instead of going through a drive-through or you know fast food or something. So oh, yeah. Drive through, sorry a little bit. I don't usually go through the drive-through that often. There's a guy on YouTube. He's got three and a half million followers or subscribers, whatever the term is, on this venue. And uh, he's a real, if you think I'm a wackadoodle, by law, a company that sells food has to be a, a website or, or if they, you write a letter, they have to send you a breakdown of what's in every item that they sell. So that's what he does. He gets it off like McDonald's. Chick-fil-A, uh, I'm telling you, man, the shit they use in the food, what they call uh, taste igniters, and they work on your brain and your uh, tongue to get you addicted to flavor profiles. And the word natural, let's say it says a natural, pick one, raspberry. Okay, so if they start with raspberry something, puree or whatever. They can add up to a hundred man-made agents to that huh. and still get away with calling it natural flavors. A hundred. So that by the time it's done, it's a it's not even a skeleton. It's you know, it's a nothing. When you consider that the fruit is what 99% water. So anyway, dude, uh, Bobby Flav uh, Flav City, something like that. And he does all the uh, reviews on all the fast food places. I tell you what, you don't, never want to eat at is Taco Bell, and the next, the worst one was Chick Fil A. Oh, really? Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is uh, always considered some kind of a great place, or whatever. The crust. It's that crust to give you color. Uh, for there's okay, monosodium and glutamate. There's monosodium glutamate that you find in things like uh, Parmesan cheese, chocolate. But the ones they're talking about that are really harmful to your body physically is the man-made stuff. And they come under about 20 names, and so they can hide it. You'll look at the list at, at a cookie the other day or a cupcake. It was eight lines of ingredients. Sorry. I mean, eight lines. And, you know, monosodium glutamate is really addictive. I mean, it tells your brain, you want this, you want this, you want this. And you notice that people eat a lot of uh, fast food tend to go to the same places constantly. But Taco Bell came out, and the worst one was their Dorito taco. You get that flavor uh -huh. on the uh, shell. Oh. Yeah. It sounds like a lab experiment. Just dip it in MSG. <laughs> See, I don't know, oh, it's an interesting thought. Right, we got to say hello to our, to our friends here, but... Uh, it's an interesting thought because I've heard uh, many times in my life that MSG was not really harmful. And I remember I grew up with somebody who basically thought that it was super harmful. And he, one of these guys that basically uh, just loved sort of misinformation. And I remember just kind of being annoyed because I remember the, the, the stuff that he would say was obviously not true. How do I say this? Um, 
Well, it's, it's MSG is so widely used. I mean, how do I say this? MSG is so widely used in Asia, they call it like fish salt or something. I can't remember because it's sure. kind of fishy salt or whatever. Yeah, that's not what we're talking uh, about. But there are yeah. different forms of MSG. So I don't know. I'd be curious right. to talk about it a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. Right. Or and, 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 welcome, but hold on. Go, uh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that the n- number of names, because it, it can come from a yeast extract, that sounds okay, doesn't it? That doesn't sound like M- MSG, but it is. Hmm. Uh, it just, the, the, the games played in food man- manufactured food and fast food is unbelievable. It's, it's stuff made by robots at a commissary that gets shipped, frozen to a, a unit. It's unfrozen, deep fried. I mean, it's not food. It's, uh, you know, I grew up at a time, think about this. When I got out of high school, mm-hmm. there were more Colonel Sanders than, than uh, McDonald's. It started in the 70s when McDonald's came out with, I don't remember which one was first, but the Quarter Pounder with cheese and Big Mac. And then just the whole industry. I mean, they were just, that's when Wendy started and, you know, uh, Taco Bell it's used to have five to think items. about this. Their, their original uh, burger was just the single. Yeah. Just that little tiny burger. Yeah, they were, uh, <laughs> it's not even like, it's like an eighth of a pound patty or something. That was They the were 15 cents. So you get a bag of them, huh. you know, uh, not quite like the small, like the ones down south, uh, White Castle. Right. But these were like, what do you get for 15 cents? I mean, even then, you know, so, uh, Funny. yeah, it wasn't food, but it filled up. I mean, it used to be sort of food, but McDonald's, yeah. their, their whole thing was never really quality. Like, uh, no. McDonald's brothers, they were okay with quality, apparently. And then Ray Kroc was just like, no, nah, you know, whatever to make money, yeah, basically. Yeah. And he you know, immediately cut the bone. But the other chains basically still focused on quality for a long time until McDonald's made it like unprofitable. It was a super weird thing. I remember reading a book about it years ago. Anyway, Organic Soul Gardens, welcome, buddy. Uh, and uh, I think Get Up Gal, I, we get a twofer. Welcome, uh, uh, boys and girls. What's going on? Hey, can you hear us? Can hear you. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're just uh, um, having lunch tonight. Absolutely. Great. Sounds good. <laughs> Hopefully the first of many. What do you think so far? We've got uh, maple bacon donuts. We've got spanakopita. Spanakopita, whatever. I'm not Greek. Uh, we've got uh, maple yeah, bacon Jerry ice cream. Ray. That was a pretty solid one. Uh, smashed. I'm kind of surprised. He apparently had a really hot day there. He was, I, I, I was I expecting him to make day, lasagna. Like, what would you have made smashed? Would it have been like... Uh, Risotto langoustines or some shit. Cannolis? That would be yeah. Cool. Bring the gun. You know, bring the cannolis. <laughs> Leave the gun. The gun Leave the gun. Take the cannolis. Yeah. But I had to end up in the end, I had to end up doing all this work and putting this in today and fixing things. It was really uh humid down here. But now I got it under control. Pretty happy with it. Fabulous. Sweet. What'd you have to I do? I was getting humid too. Is it? Here, we'll give it, let me uh, turn the light down a little bit. I'll show off real quick before the munchie off. Right on. Because my lights are going to go out <clears throat> pretty soon. Nice. So, yeah, I just got the dry air piped in right there. Um, I like your uh, canopy. 
We just lost sound from you, uh, Smash. Oh, I just, I'm sorry. I got a lot of fans on and shit oh, down yeah. here. Um, I just pipe in the dry air from the dehumidifier right there at the top. And I should lock up the tent or I zip up the tent and it seems to work pretty well. Um, Cause it's also blowing out here too. It's sucking the air from out here and blowing it in the tent. Looks good. It's uh, working pretty good. Nice. Um, but yeah, these are some fucking chunkers. They're already heavy. Does it have a real name or is it a made up one? <laughs> these are going to be some big fucking buds. No, that's a so-called exotic cut coot. That's called um, apple fritter. Oh, oh, yeah, the auto that's are from... Um, Lumpies down in California. Coot, uh, yeah, how about my favorite candy from uh, childhood? Mike and Ike's. How can I turn that into a weed name? Mike and Ike's. I wouldn't be surprised. Which was made by the same company that did good and play. Apples and bananas. What is that? Yeah. There's a strain called. Too late. Uh, which one is Mike and Ike? Is that the Too late, old man. Oh. How about Big Do you have anything? What would you have? <laughs> if you could grow anything, what would you grow? Me? Yeah, why not? The same thing he's been growing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but still, if you could dream anything, well, that's, yeah, you probably would. Dream an impossible dream, cannabis, or a uh, coot. Yeah, a dream. An impossible yeah. cannabis dream. I don't, what, what, <laughs> yeah, what would you I know, do? I, I know if you'll find this hard to believe, but I have been offered seeds from some serious people in the business. And, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. What about magical cuts? Or yeah, well, magical, cuts. you found an old lamp and a, a, a genie yeah. comes out and he says, "Any yeah. cannabis is yours, Coop. What would you? What would you have? Oh, uh, a Hawken uh, from nineteen seventy-seven. If I could, yeah, if I could have grabbed those seeds, the largest uh, cannabis seeds I've ever seen in my life. And I've looked, I've seen cannabis from every continent and probably at least a hundred countries. These were huge. They're like BBs. Um, some of the strongest. Well, it, you can't compare it. But uh, yeah, it's hardcore sativa grown by farmers that gave a shit, you know. And uh, these crazy well, Americans are going to pay me how much? Every cross that has Oaxacan in it, I just absolutely love. Yeah. Oaxacan and uh, anything uh, Congolese, for some reason, those two right. uh, Oh, those two land races love their their uh, effects yeah. in anything. Hey, uh, go dude, ahead, oh. oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. We're just bullshitting. Go ahead, Shen. Hey, Coot, if you're growing corn for uh, seed, do you let the seed get hard on the plant? Yes. Yes. Like when they harvest the, the stuff they use in our food, number two, yellow. Uh, those are grown and then they're, they, they dry on the cob and then they're harvested and then the cobs go into another process where they're removed, where the kernels are removed from the cob. But yes, you let the uh, dry on the, uh, yeah, the leaves will turn brown and it kind of looks like a Halloween uh, prop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Yeah. So it shows the harvest. Can you take it from the plant hard and pop it? There's yes. nothing else you have to do? Right. Uh, you can take it and then remove it if you want and jar it. 
you, you, as you grow up to store. And uh, just like, yeah, it comes off pretty, you know, real easily. That's a good idea. And uh, if you try Baker Seed, Baker Creek, they're yep. one of the best uh, um, um, heirloom. Non, my, whole non garden, yeah. my whole garden is from their seeds. Oh, good. So, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, the quality, you know, good germination rates and no oh, games, yeah. non Monsanto seeds, the whole nine yards, you know. I got some really cool sunflower seeds. I'm growing a, it's called a chocolate cherry sunflower from Baker Creek. It's a Here's a company plant. for you to look at. They're based here in Southern Oregon and uh, it's a, Truly a family-run farm, and they have some really exotic, like uh, black uh, sorghum. How cool is that? Uh, oh. There's another good one for animal feed for if you have chickens. But anyway, Siskiyou, and that's spelled S-I-S-K-Y-O-U. It's the name of a tribe. Siskiyou uh, Seeds in Southern Oregon. They have flowers. They have garlic, probably 10 varieties of garlic. Uh, wow. and you know, real seed garlic, and this is a family owned, it's not a big conglomerate or anything like that. And uh, yeah, there's another one to put on your list to review right. when you're looking for seeds. Awesome, thank you. You're welcome. You'll be, you'll be really pleased. Uh, right now, in fact, I'm looking at a package of uh, four or five different tomatoes, all heirloom. Some are cherry, some are, you know, larger size, regular size. And uh, it's like five, I think, five varieties for 30 bucks for wow. that kind of, yes, oh. that's a good deal. Mm -hmm. And these seeds have really good germination rates because they were allowed to finish correctly. And, um, you know, that's how you get good seeds. You know, you let them finish. You don't try to rush them. Would you eat a popcorn, uh, a corn, a, a corn mainly grown for popcorn? Would you eat it off the ear too, or is there a certain variety that you? No, grow? those are what you call sweet corn. Yeah, and they're grown. Uh, they've been developed long before geneticists with the human race to be sweet and tender at an age. Now you can let them go hard. You know, any corn will turn hard because that's how you store them, uh, whether it's seed corn or popcorn or whatever, or grinding if you're going to grind it to make bread or, you know, add to stews, that kind of thing. So all, yeah, all corn is grown and, and it's uh, allowed to harden on the plant. Makes it a lot easier. Can you imagine harvesting a uh, wet product? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just leave it on the plant, let it hard. You don't just you don't have to right. do anything. No. Well, I'm not growing. I'm growing sweet corn, so I'm gonna, I need. That sounds like a good project for next year. Those corn to store. Yeah, and, and before uh, our corn got so completely messed up, I'm talking about America. You know, Mexico had and has been with some of its, but anyway, 300 varieties. This was not a uniform uh, crop or, or food. There were different colors, uh, dried, I'm saying, blues and reds and greens and yellow. And the thing that we've done to it is 
We took a wolf and turned it into a chihuahua. And we did that with animals and we do it with our food. Reduce it to, yeah. so it's uniform. I call that um, homogenizing. Some people like to use the word stabilized. Why does something have to be stable? I mean, let's say you have a, a, a corn plant and you love the flavor. It's a good defense against invaders. It's got you know good uh, defense system, but it has this weird thing where it grows one big ear and a small ear. I mean, would you spend a lifetime trying to get that genetically changed so that you could get uniformity? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what what would you be accomplishing? That's 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 where I'm coming from. Leave it intact. You could take a dry kernel and make uh, cornbread out of it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I like now. If you don't, if you have a, a, a grain grinder like I do. Do not, do not put corn in it because corn has too much oil. You have to, uh, you'll have to look it up. Um, there's, it's not like grinding wheat or rye or something like that. Corn has way too much oil, which makes it such a good food. Um, and I don't, I know usually it involves a stone grinder, true stone grinder. But yeah, that's how that's how your tortillas are made. It's uh, yeah, corn cornmeal. Just see right now, trying to make some corn tortillas, and just showing us that'd be fun. Yes, got to get one of the presses. That's to get them uniform. Not only uh, get them round is not the big deal. It's to get them so that they're even thickness. And look up tortilla press on your computer. And the wood ones is the one you want. But most of the corn that you see, like out on the highway in multiple acres, that's mainly for feed. Is that or is it for oil production or? Yes. If you took two American crops, soy and corn, there you go. Yeah. Those are the good ones. I have one like that, a little bit bigger, but yeah, the same idea. Um, corn and soy is used in over 94% of all manufactured foods in a discussion. It's that prevalent. And the problem is it's been reduced genetically to, a, well. It's basically a filler. Almost. It is. That's right. what it is. For manufactured foods, food made by robots, literally. No involvement of the human race involved in it. Just strictly, uh, but yeah, that's number two yellow. That's the predominant crop grown in the Midwest is number two yellow. And um, it's the, the amount grown is, it would blow you away. A lot I mean, of that corn is, it's Roundup ready and stuff. They make it like you can exactly. just spray Roundup it over top. Right. It's Gee, that's where your GMO comes in. Yeah. And the one thing that we're, we're, our diet is centered around corn and soy. It's all GMO, Monsanto. And now, sure. 
uh, maybe a month ago, two months ago, OPB, uh, NPR, basically the radio, was talking about my local NPR. was talking, uh, they were broadcasting actually a, a nationwide show, to be honest, about uh, gardening. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I wonder what they're talking about. And sure enough, what they were talking about basically was beginner level stuff and lots and lots and lots of stuff about Roundup. They were talking about how Roundup is more expensive this year and blah, blah, blah. And everyone was freaking out. They were talking to the, uh, uh, in fact, they mentioned it on two shows. There were, there was a show where they were actually talking about how to garden. And then there was another one where it was like an interview with different farmers and stuff about basically Roundup. And I was just thinking to myself, like, this is NPR there. How do I say this? This is the public radio. And they're basically doing essentially an infomercial for Roundup. I just, uh, I, I don't know, like, God forbid they would talk about beneficial bugs or you know, anything else, you know what I mean? But no one wants to talk about bugs because it's creepy crawly stuff, but fucking round up. Or maybe sometimes it's just about their skill level or something that I they mean, don't it is basically, care. but the, the, I remember when I was in the hardware store, not, I mean, I guess it's probably a year ago or something. I was buying, um, in fact, I was, I was buying like a chap in sprayer basically. And I was trying to get it to foliar feed my, uh, 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 canopy or something, or foliar spray or something. I don't know, whatever, whatever it was for. And there was a guy basically waiting in line to talk to one of the, I, I needed to, to find this one particular piece. And it was this cool hardware store where you can actually ask, you know, a knowledgeable employees. So anyway, I was waiting for the employee and the guy in front of me basically was waiting, uh, uh, an older gentleman. And his freaking question when he got to the employee was give me a pesticide that will kill everything. And the guy was like, what do you, what do you need? He's like, no, I just want everything dead. <laughs> he just reached for, I can't remember if it was Roundup or something else, but literally it was like, I want everything to be dead in my garden. Everything. <laughs> I just, like, my soul was just like. <sighs> only 8% of the insect world harms the human race. Right. 92% are beneficial. And that, you know, kill them all like God sort of out mentality right. is kind of how we got into trouble. Yeah. Um, Plants have really innate uh, systems to uh, fend off uh, herbivore insects, pathogenic fungi. Otherwise, they wouldn't have survived four and a half million years. Um, honest to God, you know, you don't need a bottle of something from Home Depot to save your whatever, your roses or your hostas or whatever. So. Yeah, it's easier to sell you a Band-Aid. <clears throat> oh yeah. To to teach you how not to step on a thorn or whatever stupid metaphor I was trying to use. Um it is, you know, it's more difficult to teach people, hey, you could use uh, uh, a beneficial planting, you could co-plant, you could do different things to basically right. avoid pests pests and pathogens. Uh you could do some mild spraying, you know, you could do some sulfur spraying or whatever else, or you, yeah. you could even use like some of these beneficial uh, uh natural farming techniques, you know, that are not mm -hmm. too difficult. Instead, you basically spray poison on everything. It's really sad. What do you got there, uh, Smash? Is that Skittles? Oh, you're muted, bud. Your voice is all your voice is all computerized. It's all. <laughs> I don't know. It happens every once in a while. It's bizarre. No, for real. It's like chipmunks talking. I don't even know what the fuck is going on. It's seriously. Do you guys hear the same thing? Yeah. It sounds like robot chipmunks. Yeah. I don't get why. I there don't. we go. Now it's back to normal. I don't know. I like the other one better. <laughs> <laughs> what about now? It's, it's normal. All right. I don't know why it does that. When I switch from my phone, I think switching from my phone and shit fucks it up. Mm. 
that was one of the kryptonites. Uh, I got like two or three of these big jars from it. They're all big nugs. Uh, what? What? So it was a. I'd have to look it up because I forgot. It's crossed to a yum bowl, but no, it's not Skittles. No. Hey, give me back my cookie. <laughs> there you go. That's outdoor pocket Oh, sweet. Not cool. That looks gorgeous. Yeah, it's really uh, <laughs> kind of headbanger. You're happy about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know. See, what I do is I have people that I've worked with for many years getting product or materials for them. Mm-hmm. And um, Instead of trying to make a, a big amount of money, I cut a deal where they grow a couple plants. I'll just provide the the soil and the plant, the you know, ready to go. And then they finish it and I get it and uh, there he is. So I get the benefit of a really good weed. Oh, uh, grown outdoors, which I prefer. And um, yeah, yeah. This is like spicy minty one. Oh, really? what is it? It's the same thing. It's kryptonite, so unknown sativa to like some polyhybrid. No, I meant the cookie. Is that yours? What cookie? Oh no. Oh, okay. There, a cookie kept up coming up on the screen. I was trying to figure out. It looks delicious. What do you think of the? Uh, I'm curious, Coop. What do you think about the cookies? I'm sure you don't have a very high opinion of it, but I'm just curious. I honestly uh, got four of cut. So, at when it, at the time that it came out, um, Gypsy Nirvana's uh, website then. Um, I see Mag because he had two seed companies. He had Seed Bay and the Seed Boutique. And that thing was rocking and rolling. I mean, just in the organic soil section, they was 2,400 posts a day. And that's where all these guys came out of the Tad Hussies, the Tim Wilsons, the uh, uh, Jeremy Silva's, the me. You know, and then Gypsy had enough of us because we were pissing off all of his advertisers. Because uh, I used to put up pictures of a label and then explain it. Like, this is like total bullshit, you know. Like your usual self. Yeah. And uh, so when I first saw the pictures of the cookies, are you familiar with the Onion website? I honest to God thought that it was a post at the Onion. That it was a joke about, uh, oh, there you go. Is that blueberry? Yeah. Blueberry One cake. of my favorite donuts. Yeah, there you go. Blueberry cake donut. Yeah, this is the one from the local voodoo donuts here in Portland. Looks delicious. Yeah, I honestly, I swear to God, I thought it was a joke. 
I was actually, I was hysterical because I, mean, I thought it was funnier and shit. And then I realized after a few weeks or whatever it was, no, they're fucking serious. And uh, I'll leave it at that, you know. So I was even less impressed when I smoked it at that horrible uh, cultivator's thing here they had here in Portland a few oh, years ago. classic. Yeah. Okay. Thing is, cookies can be really good. Like, uh, it, it can be really shitty, but it can also be really good. The problem is that it, it doesn't really have much uh, in the way of legs. So it's like, um, I don't know, I've been smoking tangy. I've been smoking this tangy concentrate. And sure enough, tangy, like the complaint everyone has, is it has wonderful flavor, but it barely gets you high. Cookies is kind of the same for me. For, for I think, most people, there are some people who it knocks their socks off. But I think for the most part, cookies uh, derivatives don't have a lot of horsepower they get you a little bit kind of party high and they have really really good flavor and they look really wonderful but they don't get you super stoned for a super long time but i think there are some exceptions really good breeding has as i mean cookie's been around for a while now honestly go ahead smash oh yeah i forgot what's that i forgot oh. i like these it's really tasty it's it's tasty weed that's the thing it's it's not uh it, it's not really therapeutic weed. It's not medicinal weed. It's not, you know, it's not really serious weed. You know what I mean? It's not weed you'd take to the opera or something. You know what I mean? But it's weed that you would smoke like before the opera. So. Well, if you go off the lineage. Uh, okay. See, we're, we're looking for different things and that's fine. That's uh, thing. I, I enjoy smoking a variety of things, you know? So for me, like uh, uh, I wouldn't smoke cookies all day at, at all in, in a million years, in a billion years. Uh, Cause honestly, just it kind of gets old after a while. But, uh, in the midday or something, you know, smoke a joint like after lunch or whatever. It's so tasty. Like, uh, uh, I had this one I called cluster fuckies and cream. It was, uh, 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 Colorado cookies and cream. And so it was probably a, uh, uh, an exotic Mike. I don't remember exactly what the cross was. It was exotic Mike's, uh, forum scout forum cookies by starfighter. Fuck. Hold on. Uh, maybe I can just look this up instead of bullshitting like a crazy person. Uh, when I got it, basically, I got it as a uh, what's that? D, I don't know who was talking. I thought it was D. Oh, he showed off his garden here. While I look this up, I'll show D's garden. There you go. Hey, turn your phone, D. Oh, it was, it was Girl Scout Cookies by Starfighter. Go ahead, D. It's all good. I'm just showing off the garden. Day week nine. Right now, so and it's finally starting to fatten up. Nice, man. Yeah, man. That's your first indoor grow, right? That's correct, sir. That's awesome. Yeah, well, got my Morgana. I can't find the more sour Morgana right now. It's in here somewhere. He has so many plants, he has no idea which one is which. That's fucking great. Yeah. Awesome. I know them. Mm -hmm. Oh, what yeah. you got is connecting to audio. What's that, Smash? It sucks because, like, in Canada, in other medical states, you can go to the doctor and they can say, all right, you're allowed blah, 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 blah grams a day. So that equals this many plants. Hmm. Here, well, here in, oh, sorry. Good. No, no, go play for your saying. I was going to say here, 12 is 12 is 12, no matter what. 
Like, there's even if you go to the doctor, they can't do any more here. I mean, one hopes that we'll maybe have some things. I'm kind of discouraged because honestly, we probably won't now. That I, as soon as I say it out of my mouth, mm-hmm. but because uh, you know we don't have national healthcare or anything else like they do in Canada, but uh, maybe you know they'll have a, uh, we'll have a medical program when they legalize or when we legalize, just like Canada does, because famously uh, uh, West Ingen and D and a couple other folks have gotten these really generous uh, plant counts because they have a medical need, and so well, they no. have a very uh, uh, what I would say is an adequate plant count, honestly. Like, uh, West Engine has never once complained. Go ahead, Dee, or go ahead, whoever's going to talk. Well, I was just going to say, uh, you can get it. There are some places that, that will cover it. Like, we have OHIP, which is our Ontario Health benefit shit. But there are a lot of people, because they don't, they don't, the people, if you go through OHIP, they'll only have, they'll let you have so many grams. And it's two plants per gram to grow a plant. Or two Two gram, two plants a gram, for for a plant, but um, yeah, you're not allowed to. Get, a lot of people buy buy their licenses still, just so they have that higher amount of plant count, because all have will only allow you so many grams. Over. I just want to know how they got to one gram equals two plants. Not a clue. Uh, is, those are some small plants. <laughs> uh, right, like flip it to flower as soon as it's like two weeks old or whatever. Oh. But, no, I get what you're saying. And you also take care of Misty. West has, I think, the biggest out of all of us. I think he's up in the almost. Oh, that's a perfect one. That's what she said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Hundred range or close to it. I'm I'm fifty five indoors. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Uh, five for medical. We're allowed five. That's not really enough. It's not. And then I, and then I can still have. I can also still have three other. Uh, People I can be compassionate patients for or a grower for. Can you imagine the plants I have then? Holy fuck. Be great. Yeah. yeah. Well, they tried to fuck with you, but they had an awesome care. They have an awesome care here in lot. How nice. do y'all feel about um, using collecting water from your dehumidifier and using it to water with? Have you it depends on your uh, dehumidifier. <coughs> dehumidifier. What kind do you have? Uh, it's just a four mount one. If you basically, if you pretty much got it from like a big box store, I have pretty much the same thing. I'm not like mm-hmm. shaming you or some shit. Uh, yeah. Long story short, you really shouldn't use those. <clears throat> They're not designed to uh, have the water reused. And apparently there's a potential for heavy metals uh, collecting the water. Whereas okay. if you used actually like a Quest or what's the other brand, uh, the the Anderson or Anderton or Anden Anden dehumidifiers and that you could actually reuse those all day every day pretty much. And that's kind of one of the benefits of a Quest. You can just literally like replumb the water pretty much because the the whole path I think is like stainless steel or whatever else. So, I mean, you use your own judgment. I personally don't because I basically feel the the the, the advantage is not really worth it. Because even though I you know we pay for water here, we actually you know surprisingly even though it's Oregon, like we actually pay a lot of money for water. But yeah. um 
it's just not worth the chance to me. There's like uh, mercury or anything else, lead deposits or anything else, uh, mainly because I don't take the time to actually test the soil and stuff. So I just try to, out of an abundance of caution, just kind of try not to imp- like put any uh, inputs that would cause me problems. So I don't use that. I don't use... So, um, let's talk. Uh, what about... Go ahead. What about you threw it outside? If you throw it outside, it's probably a different story because it would, I mean, it, it could contaminate your garden outside, actually. It could really, honestly, like mercury, lead and stuff could contaminate your garden. Uh, but probably it's not a big deal, especially if you were to put it like a, on an area where you just grow flowers or whatever. It's probably not a big deal. But it's actually the coming from the, the, those heavy metals are coming from the actual dehumidifier, right? There, That's the idea. <clears throat> Now, mind you, I have not sat there and actually tested it with fucking reagents or whatever, but I've heard from a few folks. I've heard from uh, DHU company uh, like representatives who I'm sure probably err on the side of, you know, caution for their machines. I've heard from, uh, I guess those are the important people that I've talked to. I've talked to like, for example, Santo at Quest. He's always the guy that I basically talk about. Um he was the guy that basically told me like, Hey, you know, those, those residential units, those are actually fine. You know, if you have a smaller garden, like the, the bigger units that we sell and so on are delightful and wonderful and you can reuse the water and everything else. But realistically, if you don't have a gigantic garden, you're not getting that much more essentially from uh, using our units than you are from using a smaller unit, but at the price that you really can't reuse that water. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember where else I've heard about it. I've certainly read about it a little bit online. You can Google it. I think like, can you reuse dehumidifier water or something? Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure. That's why I asked. It'd be a it's great kind of annoying. Like, uh, when they're first new, people say, yeah, you can totally use it. But then at some point, they basically say you should stop using it. And the idea why is that the the solder connections in the middle, the the, the metal itself might have uh, uh, whatever leaching out of it. Because, I mean, it wasn't designed for like a, a, a human drinking water, you know. Yeah. It's like wastewater. There's basically no standards to it, I think. I don't know. Coot might be laughing because Coot sometimes laughs when we talk about like heavy metals, especially when we talk about heavy metals. What in uh, what do they always accuse it of? Uh, Everything. It kelp or something? I can't remember. Everything. I don't care. I don't give a shit what it is. If they're not selling it, it's what I call the whisper campaign. And then it gets around. I was, well, you know, I've had phone calls, you know, for the last 10 years on different things. And then the ones that really started cracking me up was uh, uh, the dips with the uh, the avocado tech and the uh, microbial collapse. I mean, at that point, I realized maybe you shouldn't smoke. Maybe you should take like a year off. If this is what you choose for entertainment to listen to more on. I mean, what about the heavy metals and stuff? Well, I'm just saying that, it, well, that one is like a parrot. It's like Tourette syndrome. Heavy metals. Heavy metals. I mean, there's metals. a level, I think, Coot, I mean, I don't know, perhaps you disagree. I think there's a level of uh, paranoia where you kind of get a little bit excessive. <clears throat> but uh-huh. I think there are certain things where you're not paranoid, where, for example, if you uh-huh. live in Flint, or if you're using, like, dehumidifier. And while, all like, the while, while they're munching down on a McDonald's burger and an order of fries and a... Uh, I, a drink I mean, that McDonald's has 48 burger probably has cockroaches and sugar. rat bits Mount, in it, but probably Mount surprisingly Duke. low on lead. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You're, you're you know. I think a really good class down at the local uh, 
community college in botany taught by somebody that at least got through, let's say, a four-year school. How's that? And, like, really investigate things instead of listening to... Is cannabis not a dynamic accumulator? Like, they actually planted it around Chernobyl, basically. Cannabis and rye and barley grass. They planted it on the... The, the grass field, basically, so that it would actually accumulate right. some of the... All plants are accumulators. That's why they have value. Well, yeah. And I got a kale plant. Cannabis is a famous I, like, I dynamic... A kale plant too, like, accumulates more. More, more elements than iceberg lettuce. I get that. Honest. I also understand that uh, a nutrient-dense uh, item like... Uh, Say a uh, sweet potato or yam, that kind of thing, not not the hybridized uh, russet or formerly known as the Burbank potato. I get it. But when it becomes the only thing that you have to sell mm-hmm. is some mythology that you can't back up, okay, then... It has no value other than just jibber-jabber. But what would be the mythology in this case? Is it heavy metals or something else? Or is it just like a critique? uh, I mean, you could say anything. And it'll get traction because, like you said, paranoia. I never thought about it, but that's a really good uh, explanation. I mean, in what sense, though? I don't know. I, I this, like, you I tell me, why, why do people assemble in a building with a thousand like-minded people in search of the Messiah to get this information from somebody? When you look at their garden, you think, I'm listening to you? Seriously? People are publishing your books and people are buying them? Have you so ever who are we at, talking about now, though? Uh, I don't want to get into that, but oh, I just leave it this way. You sound frustrated. All right, here's one. I I would have two guys. They were sure that kelp was contained heavy metals. And I asked the same question I always ask. Are we talking about kelp meal? Are we talking about seaweed extract, which is a manufactured product? Kelp meal is just dried leaves, fronds as they're called, that are ground to a consistent size. For different applications, like mostly uh, animal uh, diet supplements for uh, cattle, for, for uh, dairy cattle. Uh, what about poultry. like can- if you buy ca- canned food? There's no uh, danger of heavy metals in that. I mean, your food is sitting in a metal can, but you would think that people Listen, would. Well, but that's it, all, what it is is a really bad marketing that all I have to do is throw doubt. And then I'll work on the doubt to come to my side. I mean, actually, the, the can is a good example because there were a couple of uh, 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 Antarctic expeditions that actually the guys died essentially of uh, lead poisoning. poisoning from the cans. So, you know, like heavy metals will fuck you up if you get the wrong. I think who's probably talking about okay, uh, what he's talking about. Uh, there are folks who basically justify some of their kind of uh, criticisms of a bunch of, you know, uh, grow techniques basically because there's some uh, uh, bugaboo or another. So, for example, uh, using kelp on your uh, uh, um, 
uh, uh, crops basically has as a biostimulant. There's basically people who say that it, you can't do that because it has uh, heavy metals. What else have I heard people uh, talking about? Um, Anything that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Mm. Okay. Oh, they were trying for a while. People were trying to charge an arm and a leg for kelp. It was kind of crazy to see this too. Like I know now better. Uh, I know better than to use the kelp extract now, thanks to Coot. But I used to use quite a bit of it, and I was actually surprised because I was really lucky. I was really lucky to have a store in town that sold it by the pound, and they sold right. the the real, honest to god kelp extract straight from the bag, yeah. pretty much from. Uh, Acadian sea plants or whatever. Yeah, Acadian, Acadian sea plants. Whatever. It was uh, a Roots Garden Supply over on uh, uh, Interstate. Right. Yep. And now, they would let sell it for like 25 bucks a jar. Uh, uh, there's tiny only two manufacturers of kelp meal and therefore extract. One is the company called Miracle Grow. And you've seen their products at uh, Home Depot or any garden center. And you notice that they're always black. That's because it's seaweed extract. They don't sell it as kelp. And the other big plant is Acadian sea plants up in Nova Scotia, which is a joint investment by the Canadian government and a couple of big producers. Okay, but they harvest the same exact variety from the same exact ocean. So if one is damaged or bad, then they're all bad. See what I'm saying? And yet the very same people that give you this long drawn out thing about kelp is poisonous, fully support someone who charges 40 times the amount per pound is the most wonderful thing in the world. It's kind of ludicrous that it would be poisonous because honestly, the Japanese and Koreans use just absolute mountains of kelp in their food. Of course they do. Uh, and it's considered to be a very healthy product. Yes. Obviously, you should add kelp in your yes. uh, human food. Again, add it to cow food all it, the time. It's, it's a marketing method by I'll sow doubt. I won't use any information. I'll just sow doubt. I'm and then they can't the even kelp. answer a question like, is this kelp meal? Or is it seaweed extract? Well, I don't know. It came from the ocean. Mm. The well, plant is wild. You can see it harvested out of the ocean. It's I know, but it's a, a controlled crazy. by international treaty that goes back to 1957. And that treaty has been re, whatever you call it, updated or renegotiated and signed signatory. You can't just go get a trawler and go wandering around the North Atlantic, harvesting kelp and then marketing it. Uh, it doesn't work that way. So if it's if 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 you want to prove that it's bad, then every friggin' product pro, product across the board has to be bad. I know facts are troubling things to people who make shit up. I understand that. Okay, but facts are facts. So, but if it has a pretty name on it, and well, I met the guy at you know the, the Emerald Cup, and he's really groovy. We smoked a doobie. I think that's what folks were trying to do for a while. Like I saw people selling kelp for uh, kelp extract, the stuff that I was buying for twenty five bucks a pound yeah. in a mason jar, or twenty yeah. bucks even. I don't remember what I spent for it. Yeah, it would last well, they're going to give all that. It would last all me a crazy stuff. amount of time. They were selling it in. Uh, well, actually, I saw people. People were giving sample containers out like that, like this at Indo Expo, and it said like. Uh, uh, not for retail use, but they were telling me, oh, you can actually buy those or something on our website. They were telling me shit like that. You can buy these little tiny fucking things. But they were selling like things about the size of this for like $30. 
I don't remember how many milliliters this actually is. But anyway, long okay. story short, they were selling it for like 30 fucking dollars for this yeah. two tablespoons at the most of what I was buying. Now, pounds it time. isn't just a cannabis crowd. If you go to <clears> one of these foo-foo uh, holistic dog or pet stores, you know, where they sell like dog food more than God ever intended it to cost, right. that kind of place. I looked at some supplements. They were in gel caps. That's a big deal, right? And it said uh, on the outside, uh, kelp meal for your dog, or, you know, whatever. And so it had, and again, it's the same exact variety. I uh, can't remember the first part, but the second part is notosome. It's A-N, two mm-hmm. words. Comes out of the North Ask Atlantic. That, yeah. If you get a variety out of the Southern Atlantic, that's another variety. If you get it out of the Pacific Ocean, it's called bladder rack. It's another variety. So, but if you're going to call them bad, then every fucking product product that came out of that ocean is tainted. Well, corporate America is going to make anything that's cheap and effective. They're going to make it look bad, like kelp. They're going to no, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about the weed people who have who always the first question you ask somebody. Who challenges you about what you use is asked what the one question, which I and you can verify this. I just ask him, so what are you selling? Let's and, just and, get, let's cut to the chase. And follow the money, right? Right. Yep. This is this isn't science. This isn't hard to figure out. Because you're trying to sell something. I okay. I guarantee Monsanto doesn't want you using um, kelp or stuff like that. They're not. They're going to give it a bad name. They don't, they want don't you to buy care what stuff. you do. Monsanto's playing big. The big corporate. Yeah, hey, I got to be machine. real honest with you. Acadian Sea Plants is so big, they couldn't give it. The guy told me at one of their uh, at a, a trade show here in Portland uh, every year called the Far West Show. He says, hey, Jim, you know, it's really great you're out there getting people to use our product. He said, but if every gardener that used kelp meal disappeared, it wouldn't even get mentioned at the board of a stockholder meeting. Okay. Because maybe went through, here's the industrial uses, the biomedical uses. Okay. Uh, The supplementing for racehorses, for uh, organic uh, poultry. Uh, or, or any animal, uh, st- uh, steers, organic beef, grass uh, raised, uh, grass fed beef. That just proves how good of a product it is. Exactly. Yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about kelp. Here's why this, the uh, the the clowns in the stoner world don't like it. Here's a plant that has no root system, yet it grows a uh, hundred feet a year. So that's three hundred meters a year without a root system. And it's a plant, so it accumulates only what a plant needs. It accumulates 83 elements, but more importantly, they're in the right balance. So that the molybdenum is in the right balance to the boron, we'll say, or to the nitrogen, to the phosphorus, not what some salesman is trying to tell you you need in your soil. That's number one. Number two, the fact that it's inside this plant means that the uh, compounds have been chelated. Otherwise, the plant couldn't have taken it up. 
See? So the bioavailability of those 83 elements is far superior to something that was mined out of the ground and then uh, sized, milled to a consistent size and put into a bag. Like you find like sulfate of potash or uh, sulfate of potash magnesia, or you want to call it K-mag or sulpomag. It's all the same names for the same material. The others are brand names. In the stoner world, everything is brand oriented. You'll notice they never want to talk about materials because they can't. The only thing they can talk about are brands. And that tells you right there that you're getting goosed. You're, you're listening to nothing but a sales pitch. I don't sell anything. Use it. Don't use it. It is like a secondhand uh, sales pitch when you say, say it that way. I've no. heard a bunch of people talk about, oh, I just uh, planted with such and such brand soil and I put it in da-da-da and I did that and this and that and that. All you're really doing is basically using an infomer- or making an infomercial for that brand. Like it's, it's, it's literally yeah. just, it's just fucking potting mix. Well, when, it's really nothing. When, when I've heard What's about up, these, hi, these soil tests uh, or people having heavy metal tests, I just assume that they're like using whatever, whether it's kelp or other things, too much of it. Like, like over the years, I've played with kelp and and the seaweed extract stuff, and I yeah, it you get using too much of it, plants start doing some weird things, like having like a bud grow out of the center. But that's of from a, the a that's leaf. from the phytohormones, not necessarily from let's say mercury or anything right. else. My recommendation. Okay, so let's go. Let's let's go back to basics. A cubic foot for this discussion is seven and a half uh, gallons. Okay. My recommendation is to use uh, a cup of kelp. Oh, and that's, excuse me, that's 124 cups. Okay. So my recommendation is to use one cup per cubic foot. That's one cup out of 124. Out of 124. I mean, really? That's not even 1%. That's a pretty small amount. Now, when people start saying, well, I put four cups in, well, hey, you know, whatever blows your hair back. I don't care. But don't put, they shouldn't put you up in front of Canacon and give a speech about the horrors of, uh, you know, marine algae. Come on. It's a joke. People that can't grow, all you got to do is say, I'm a, I'm a consultant. And you are. And then you come out with a product line. I've watched this over and over and over. I know how it works. You got to have a new flash in the pan about every five years. Speaking of consultants. Anyone needs it? I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I get it though. There's a lot of salesmen, and you see it. Like, I don't know, people. You'll talk to people, and they'll be like, "I'm sponsored." I'll be like, "Oh, so they pay you, right?" And they're like, "No, they gave me free shit." I'm like, "You're not sponsored, man. You're pretty much just an advertising." Minion. Of course. I I would I put it in a less proper way, but. You know, like if when they're just giving you shit, you're just free advertisement. 
Think about how many times I've said HLG because I have a light, you know? Talk about materials. That's the key. Trying to find the MSDS or something for the Cadian Seacal, but I, I can find that, but I can't find any uh, constituent list. Like what it's made. I know. You know what? I know this sounds, no, it's not horrible, but it's indicative of how little our scientists care about human food. If you go look at kelp as an animal supplement, okay, for livestock, now you get the whole Okay. enchilada i know that sounds weird but it's true that's how i found it so why are you giving it to racehorses was my first question hmm. must be a reason so anyway that's how i learned my way into that not through human like research at harvard medical school or you know now you can also look at japan because of the amount of processed kelp that they consume like nori a kombu in other forms. Going to, yeah, I was just going to ask you about nori. And uh, speaking of which, <clears throat> nori is apparently a, uh, just a moment here. I don't mean processed in the way that they degrade the material. I'm saying they take seaweed and then turn it into something. That's what I meant. Um, you see, that's a red. That tells you right there, red algae. And I was going to ask you, uh, and also in the chat, I think it was Dirty that was asking about Thorvin kelp or Thorvin sea minerals. Yeah, that's it. Okay, that brand was recently <clears throat> bought by Acadian Sea Plants. Hmm. So, but again, the brand doesn't matter. If you could, please go to seaweed.ie. This is Dr. Michael Geary, one of the world's leading experts on marine algae. I just want to show you something. But but there's no question that the ocean is being polluted and 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 things are having much higher levels of things over okay. time, right? Go over to the left and on the menu, hit nutrition. I mean, that's true, uh, uh, Bud, but some of that has been uh, overblown. Like a few years ago, it was uh, oh. Jeremy, what's his I wouldn't go take seaweed uh, out of uh, L.A. Harbor. Okay. And then that's that's a good point. They take the seaweed out of the North Atlantic, basically. That's that's like right. And go to nutrition on the menu. <clears throat> okay, I forget what I was going to say. Where, there we go. Chemical composition of seaweed. Okay, right now. Yeah. Okay, the first two, the uh, an notice note some. That one is North Atlantic. The Laminara digitata is the Pacific Ocean. Okay, and I'm not sure about the Elyria, but you can see those are listed as browns. Then you have a couple reds, and then you have a green. But I want you to see the striking difference in the nutrient profile. And the one that is of really of value to us as gardeners is alginic acid, and only brown kelp. Not red kelp and not green kelp produce alginic acid. And almost everything that you eat that's been frozen, like ice cream or, uh, well, just a lot of things, has some form of alginic acid in it. Manitol. Anyway, you, you have chelators. 
you have very high levels of magnesium for those people who obsess about that. Um, but there's your proteins and fat. How long will that cup of neem that you're adding to your recipe will it last in the soil before you need to add more? I'd probably say six months or two, uh, uh, nine months. Is just doing that by top dressing? Is that okay? Yeah, when you, you, you re-amend, yeah. Now, okay, this one I uh, got nicknamed the Cooch Fix-It Mix. So this is for a five-gallon bucket of water. Add one cup of alfalfa meal and a quarter cup of uh, kelp. And then do not, do not put an air pump on it. Or you'll have the biggest mess you've ever seen in your life from the saffron and the alfalfa. Huh? I, I bubbled it for a little bit, I thought. Yeah, for a little bit. I'm just saying don't do like an all-night tea. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. Okay, but do stir it with a stick or something, you know, and let it sit for, I don't know. 12, 18, 20, whatever you want. All right. But don't let it ferment. Okay. And then you uh, take that. Now you got a tea you can put on your plants. You can uh, dilute it and make it a foliar spray, whatever you want. Just make enough what you need. Don't, you're not going to be able to store it. So don't even, that's out of the question. Make it and use it. Pour it on your lawn or something. Anyway, It'd be good to put on your your outdoor your vegetable garden too. I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, look, I don't care what the clowns tell you. Cannabis doesn't require this dance of the dervish. Uh, you know that it's somehow so different from any other flowering plant. That's just stoner bullshit. Yeah, yeah nutrition wise and stuff, it's really just a plant. It's just a you know, plan. The differences, you know, in curing and all that kind it of has stuff. One, it has one terpene or terpenoid. I don't remember what which one. I don't care. That is, uh, makes it unique. THC. But the, the limiting isn't unique. The uh, pining isn't unique. The camphor isn't unique. The uh, linalool isn't unique. They're spread all over the plant kingdom. That's how plants defend themselves. That's how they attract pollinators. That's how they repel insects that will uh, harm them. It also works against uh, pathogenic fungi. It's genetic train wrecks that have problems, more so than good old. Talk about Baker Creek and the health that you get in your plants. When you use seeds like that of that genetic quality, oh, you get a lot better germination rates from the get go. They're healthier from the get go. Yep, they grow better. Yeah, the fruits better, or whatever you know uh, you're harvesting. Um, look, a lot of the problems in the cannabis world are really bad breeding. Period. Just, you know, throwing shit on the wall to see what sticks is not breeding. I mean, I know it's done, but that doesn't make him, you know, 
that doesn't make you a breeder just because you got a plant, a male plant to shoot some pollen in the air. There was a meme today about uh, when you find out that the breeder doesn't grow. Yeah. Know, whatever. It's a meme. But, you know, there are actually breeders who be like, oh, I don't grow. I, don't, I, just, I just breed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're not much of a breeder then. Or, or wait a minute, but my favorite still, my favorite still is consultants that don't grow. Oh, yeah. That's the one that There's cracks me up. Right. Uh, so why exactly should I be listening to you? Because you learned it. Well, that's somewhere. education. That's education. Of I went to that college, Oaksterdam, bro. <laughs> right. Somewhere. I've been around this thing too long. That's my problem. I got jaded. Did I ask you to teach it that? What's that? Didn't they ask you to teach it the Arnie? Amsterdam? Music? Yeah. Yeah. I, would, I, I got, yeah. Never again. You make it funny. Never again. I mean, I this is my favorite story. There was a breeder. You know, at, at uh, IG Mag, if you were a breeder, you got your own sub form. And within that forum, you had complete autonomy. You could change somebody's post. You could ban them. You couldn't ban them from the board. You could just ban them from your little fiefdom, right? And uh, this individual is dead now, so I won't mention his name. But he put up a picture on his private forum. And I copied it. And downloaded it, whatever you call it, because I knew there was something wrong with that picture and I couldn't figure out what it was. So it took me about a week. And I didn't sit there for a week and stare at it, but every so often I'd pop it up, you know, my uh, big 27 inch iMac. And I'd look at this thing like, what's wrong with this fucking picture? And then one day it just hit me like a bolt of lightning. Okay, I, okay, I got to back up. It was a picture from, he was at the top of the hill looking down towards a valley. And there were these giant marijuana plants. And he used a phrase that I, I'll i give it away who it is, so I won't say what he said. But anyway, everybody wanted to grow blank because he did. And look at these goddamn things. And all you got to do is buy a season. My God, we're on our way to thank them. Okay, fair enough. But I realized that none of the shadows went in the same direction. Now, I couldn't repost that picture on that sub forum because he would just delete it and ban me, right? So I went out in the main part of ICMA where they had a general forum and I posted the picture and I said, hey, this fucking genius posted this picture. Could he? What universe is he living in where the sun, there's multiple suns? Usually, when the sun is in one position and all the shadows are reflective of where the sun is in the sky, right? But this one has, there's a sun over here, there's one over there. And anyway, uh, I get an email from, not an email, but a direct message, whatever they called it, you know, one like they have here in YouTube thing. And it was from Gypsy Nirvana. And he said, himself, the owner of the, the whole uh, shebang. He says, you know, I like having you here. You draw a lot of, uh, you know, 
posters and everything. He said, but you got to understand something. You can't keep pissing off my advertisers. Because this guy was a heavy advertiser of the, of the uh, website. And he says, basically, I don't need you. You're, you're just here for the entertainment. And I wrote back, I get it. I'm a uh, capitalist. <laughs> this is a uh, for-profit deal. And I'm interfering in that profit flow. So I'll, you know, I'll, I'll cool it. So I did. Anyway. I just, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you look at something and you go, what? Man, there's something wrong with this goddamn picture. <laughs> anyway. I made some cracks about uh, maybe he could get, go down to the home. And maybe they had a Photoshop or beginner's class. And he could learn the basics about how to. Uh, position. I love pictures. how it was. I love how it was capitalism that basically sold you. Like, all right, all right, I'm a capitalist, so I'll let you go with it. Yeah, yeah. You're such uh, a troublemaker, Cody. Uh, I think that's why we like you. I genuinely think that's why everybody loves you because you're such a troublemaker. You say exactly how it is. You don't give a damn. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not selling anything. And yeah, those were the days where those were the few seed breeders that were like, they had a lot of business. Oh yes. Like yes, today, yes. business is very yeah. watered down. There's so many different directions. Right. Back then there was just, and that those forms, that was like a new thing. Like, yes, I remember, I remember, I don't remember all the details, but I'd have to say that was like real keyboard warrior era yeah because like it was vicious on that site i didn't i i was this person trying to get information which i learned a lot yeah and i remember i remember you basically because you were always pointing out the bullshit products yeah i remember i i, I think it i forget which you know these over the years i did them all man i did them all oh like, fuck. you probably could remember a lot of these products more than me but yeah, yeah. there's there's this game's been going for a long time. Oh, God, like, yeah. Dude, you should have seen me last night, Coot. I was in a chat about two light companies going at it. And I'm like, you're both fucking capitalists and you're taking advantage of the cannabis industry. And that's a fact. Well, I don't think any of those those guys, they were making money, but they didn't think they were going to get bought up by Bear and, you know, get $100 million buyouts for their small little companies but some of them have gotten ultimate success you know i mean they don't buy the the the, the rinky dink ones but a solid you know like i'll tell you though the guy the, the guy that it did it that took my silliness writings you know whatever and really turned it into a fucking business is jeremy silva build a soil it blows my fucking mind do you have any idea? Just one one skew item, one one skew item. Aloe vera powder. It's it's beyond belief. And what's the one thing called that he blends everything together? Oh, the craft uh, blend. That I that's all I use. I have like it is. It's wonderful. I, like I. I when Hold I, on, I, I want to bring this up. Did understood you? everything that's in there. I'm like, well, that's that's everything I need. I. Bought a bag of that and okay. Uh, let me let me be real clear on that product. There is one item in there that I would not use. Not that it's bad. I just it doesn't matter. 
it wouldn't be on my parade list. But I'm not a uh, an idiot. I'm not going to shoot product, a product, product that has 25, that? 26 items in it. Oh, the, the item is, uh, K, the brand name is K-Mag. If you asked, it, okay, uh, a farming supply house, they would tell you, oh, yeah, we got K-Mag. If you were to ask a chemist, because this is a product that comes out of the ground. That's not a problem. I'm just saying it's, this is not manufactured. It's right out of the ground. It's milled to a consistent size and bag. It's what uh, they refer to in the trade as a uh, mined uh, mineral compound. And is sulfate of potash magnesia. So it has sulfate is obviously sulfur, magnesia, magnesium, and potash. Sulfate of potash. Uh, yeah, potash is uh, your potassium. And magnesia then is your magnesium. And the levels are insane. Not so much on the sulfur, but on the goddamn magnesium. It's like through the roof. And if you want to really fuck up your garden, I don't care what you're growing. When you were a kid and you're, you were sick, your mom might have given you milk of magnesia to stop if you had diarrhea, we'll say. So why is that? Well, because inside of your uh, digestive tract, it would bind up so that it would tighten everything up so it would hold it there instead of just coming out of your uh, colon. Well, the same thing in the soil is that it tightens up the soil like, like this, and it restricts water and air movement into the root zone. So the amount that's in the craft land is a nothing. I'm just saying, please, please, please do not ever. It's also sold under the trade name of sol, sulfur, po, potassium, uh, mag, magnesium, sol, po, mag. You know, be, and they license it. It's one. It's a big company owned by Mosaic, a big, big. Ag, you've, everyone's heard of Monsanto, but they're only a player. Mosaic is equally big, especially on real uh, mine stuff like uh, uh, calfos, calcium phosphorus out of that goddamn mine in Florida. You want to talk heavy metals? Let's try selenium. I mean, you guys can look that up on your own. It's like, that's where you get into problems. I'm not saying don't use mine, mine minerals because that's what farmers do. They're not in there buying bottles of bullshit. When you have 3,000 acres, you got to be able to apply, some, you know, whatever. So it's a whole different paradigm. But... As far as craft brand goes, goes, he probably only uses a very minute amount of that. That's what I'm saying. Right? It's not even a complaint. It wouldn't stop me from, and I uh, do use it. And it's an excellent, excellent product. There's just one, that's one little niggle, but, you know, come on, out of 26 or 27, I, I'm not going to whine about one single thing. I'm not going to take the time to do all that, but he's already done it for the price. Give me a break. You see so, this price. Uh, I don't remember now. It's reasonably priced. There you go. I mean, there's a nothing. He's got did the soil test. Everything's there. Supposedly. Jeremy Smart. He stops all the bullshit and the, you know, the, the back the whisperings and 
He, I mean, he gets the soil test done. Here's your uh, heavy metals, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, here's the assessment and uh, make your own decision. Well, with, with this topic you were just talking about, I don't remember, but I think he addressed it in some one of his things of why, why he uses that. Right. He, like, I don't remember. That was maybe a year ago or so. I, I think I, I, I kind of. Hey, he was the only guy that I ever decided. I came up one day with a really stupid name for the barley. This is long before Dick hit and his microbial collapse and bullshit um, or whatever else is what we did. And so uh, I just smoked way too much one afternoon. I came up with gnarly barley. I thought, man, that sounds kind of cool. Kids will really like that one. So I ran it by him and he said, I like it. And I said, I just have one, uh, you know, factor of consideration. Uh, I'd like to design or at least have input on the design. So I, I'm the one that put uh, Ganesh on the package. So anyway, it makes no sense and it wasn't supposed to. Um, so anyway, but yeah, so um, yeah, that thing actually sells rather well, you know. So what are you going to do? Uh, that's the only thing they've ever put my name on. I just thought it was cool. Um, so you don't like it. Uh, you can go right to a home brew store and buy your own and save money. So, there you go. There's corn in that mix in there. I had some. It's, it's not like you don't tell people that either. Well, if it is, I can promise you that it's uh, non-GMO corn. Yeah, it didn't bother me. No, because I, I, okay, let me explain the word malt. Malt only means one thing, that it was germinated. Nothing more. And uh, as barley is is a commercial product, you can well imagine, besides beer, you go into (laughs) a health food store and you buy protein. You know, bodybuilders and stuff. It'll say uh, malt on it. It's barley malt. I mean, it's not a big deal. Uh, so, if you uh, the the, the uh, how they call them uh, malting houses, the malting house that uh, Jeremy uses on the barley, they only handle uh, organic, non-GMO grains. That way they don't contaminate the equipment because you don't do your own. It's just even Anheuser-Busch doesn't malt their own uh, grains done by a malting house that they started with back in the 20s or something. Anyway, that's the industry at work. So go for it. You don't have to buy organic either because all barley that's grown for brewing is uh, non-sprayed. So. Do you really think Budweiser makes their beer the traditional way with barley or anything? Yes. Or- no, beer only is, can be made with four things. Excuse me. They changed that so they get a lot of really good stuff like raspberry beer. Or blueberry <laughs> beer or it seems like they could have they, they uh, come up with a way to make the beer process more profitable. I don't the thing about it, yeah, it's only man, four things and shit. I suspect that too, because that doesn't taste like real beer to me. Yeah, I think there's more in it, and it 
and just barley and water. It it might be barley and water, but they probably just fucking dissolve it somehow by throwing acid at it or something. I don't even know. No, no, no. You don't understand. If the history of alcohol consumption by the human race goes back. Have you had Budweiser or Coors recently? I agree. They're horrible. They always were. Well, it it's just, like I'm drinking, I'm drinking Miller Light right now, and it doesn't have any flavor. Right. If I was at a like, bar that like doesn't horse. have good beer, I get isn't a that, But isn't pork. Miller the one that's pasteurized? The champagne of beers. Well, yeah. I'm not the beer drinker, but I'm a soda person over the years, and it's the same progression. Like whatever big corporate manufacturing, they tweak every oh, sure. fucking thing. Well, you the truth, where, if you if you follow Coke back to the original, I mean, wasn't it actually made with cocaine? Yes, Coke a little bit. Yes, yeah. In fact, it was probably a worker product, and most of, all of which were African American, uh, former slaves. I mean, uh, at first called, it was like a, a soda and a medicine. Well, they called yeah. it the dope wagon. They would come out in the fields in the afternoon when they were tired and it was hot, and they would give the workers free. Coca-Cola. And oh, it gave them like a boots. buzz so they'd yeah. be back to work, you know, real hard doing whatever it, it were doing, you know, cotton or whatever it was. But yeah, the old advertisement said re- relieves fatigue. What's up, Charlie's? Yeah. What's up, everybody? Cheers, buddy. Good to see everybody. Cheers, here's Charlie. Here's the part I never understood. I wasn't much of a Coke person. I did a few enough times and no, I didn't want to do it, but um you know, you go buy a, a, an ounce in those days. Back in the day. The a lid. <laughs> okay, they were called guys. lids. No, no, this is, uh, we're talking no, Coke. Coke. You go, you go get, oh, a, uh, not oh, an yeah. ounce, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, an ounce, right? Ounce. A hundred bucks, whatever it was. No, that's a gram. Ounce was 28 grams. And then you were selling people like, no, no, I'm just saying, what, what was the, a big amount? People want their balls. Oh, kilo. Kilo. Yeah. Key. No, 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 no. Like, say, say, guys would call it an eight ball. Eight, eight ball. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Just like Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Anyway, and then you kill it. So you got this cocaine. You really, it's either Peruvian rock or Bolivian flake. I don't remember one or the other. And then you kill it with ten dollars worth of beer. What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> what a stupid drug. You be spend all this money on this powder, you gotta chop it up and you gotta use hundred dollar bills. You know, you can't just use the dollar bill rolled up. You got about a hundred, you gotta be really cool. Show that you're really a dealer, you know. And then uh, you you kill the effects with ten dollars worth of beer. Stupid fucking drug. Where, we, we back to the Budweiser. Where where is all the barley coming from? That's supporting. That's feeding oh, all the beer. I want to say this. Uh, thank God you came back. Well, okay. So, hold on. Before could you answer? In the grand scheme of things, I think Budweiser has the most consistent taste out of and better tasting than like nat natural light keystone any other any other even cores i think budweiser is 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 higher taste like taste wise now well, if you this. look at their ingredients on the can of budweiser you'll see that they add rice they add other 
uh, grains. So there's your stabilization and your flavor because they may change that recipe. But basic beer is just what about their items. yeast? Where, where where are they getting their yeast from? I think that might have a lot to do with the flavor too, right? Well, in order to okay, in order when you go take your grain to a malting house, you had to have been contracted. You were given the seed for the grain, the barley. Uh, so you can't just show up and go, look, I got, you know, 10 truckloads of uh, barley we harvested. It doesn't work that way. And then even then it's inspected, like, you know, with uh, what they call CAD CAM systems, computer-aided design uh, manufacturing. They Every grain is, is inspected and then it's tested for residues. It's tested for uh, ash content. It's tested for... Mineral kind, it has to be because look, Coors, excuse me, Bud may taste like shit, right? Let's say that it does. That part doesn't matter. It has to be consistent. Yeah. So this is what I just pulled up. It's an article about that. Like it's uh, their yeast dates back to the 1800s. It's yep. cryo, cryogenically frozen in liquid nitrogen. Yeah. So you don't think that the barley that Budweiser use, uses has any like uh, relationship with Monsanto and no, that's not a GMO growing up. Yeah, Once it's gonna be. Cool, so you were saying it's it's completely regulated industry because it's gonna be so consistent, and not only from the from the mass producers, but also from the um, the craft. I mean the um, yeah, well called craft craft side. It has to be completely consistent. It's sold to it? other countries. I mean, right. it's the most regulated grain on earth or something, right? Yes. It's the right. first grain that the human race ever stuck in the ground. And transition to... Uh, huh? um, what state is it coming from that's supporting most of it, growing it? All your, your what you would call uh, your Rocky Mountain states, Montana's, your uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. Oregon, uh, Eastern Oregon. East. What's unique about Oregon and Washington is on the east side of the Cascade Range that sits between, that runs from Canada down to Northern California. It's a series of volcanoes. Um, on the east side of the Cascade Mountains, like Mount Hood and uh, um, uh, yeah, Mount Hood, Jefferson, the Three Sisters, uh, Crater Lake, is the volcanic soil over there. So it grows some of the most. There's, there's the main enzyme in barley that makes it for beer and scotch is amylase. And it's the only grain that contains both alpha and beta, just like our saliva in the saliva of most mammals. There's alpha and uh, beta. So as soon as you eat food, these uh, amylase are breaking down the simple carbohydrates and turning into a, a form that your body can use, right? So in grain, uh, in beer making, it's all about protein level, excuse me, uh, uh, enzyme level of this amylase alpha and beta. And the uh, volcanic soils over in Eastern Oregon, Washington enhance the enzyme production in the seed, which is why Oregon and Washington barley, or excuse me, malt, 
is sold in Asia, Europe. It's like a boutique. Uh, it's that high of a quality. Uh, but this is a big, uh, in fact, there's a uh, website called Barley World, which is a subset of University of Oregon Corvallis. Excuse me, Oregon State University. Jesus Christ, yeah. Oregon State University, which is in Corvallis, Oregon. And they have a website under their domain called barleyworld.com or one of those two. And it's set up in all the research that goes into uh, it's for farmers, producers, it's for users, it's for harvesting, uh, people in the harvesting uh, as, uh, part of it. Um, it's a big industry. But Where here's can... my question. How, how is it possible with a crop that is a seasonal thing? So some, like in wine, that's why there's certain years that, that the yeah. wine is known to be better. So like a company like beer, barley. It has to be different year to year, just due to the weather and 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 things like that. I don't that. know how we. I don't know how well, they, they keep up with the the demand that they have for for barley to produce. But all my the understanding that. is the big corporate thing. They deconstruct everything to eliminate that, like like you know, so so that even if the barley's a little better one year or the next, the way they're doing it, they they. That part I believe. That that part I believe it can be not a manipulated, but they can. Yes, do I think that certain the enzyme? Um, and I have all the papers I downloaded like ten years ago from your European uh, breweries and what have you on the profile of barley and all the enzymes that it contains. And I was kind of blown away. Uh, it isn't just amylase, you know, from our standpoint for human health and also then for soil health, you have enzymes like uh, chitinase, you have enzymes like protease, protein, urease for urea, phosphatase. What stoner doesn't obsess about phosphorus? So you have all these enzymes, like 300. It's, you know, and for what, 80 cents a pound? No wonder, uh, is, Certain people were sent out to badmouth it, cutting profits, man. That's the main reason. The only thing they had against it was that, you know, people were seeing results and you can't do that when you're trying to sell an $800, whatever, a gallon or a machine or whatever. So, is barley a perennial plant, or do you have to uh, seed it every year, like like corn? No, it's a perennial, like alfalfa. You just that's why, it. like, if you get alfalfa from a field, let's say for sake of discussion, that uh, you find a farmer that has, uh, you know, ten year alfalfa field, it's going to have roots down as deep as. Uh, You do my math real quick, hold on. Up to 350 feet. So that's why it's such an incredible soil builder. It pulls those elements up, is manifested in the seeds, making alfalfa seed really valuable. Um, but it also uh, pulls up elements in and around the soil and, and microbiology in and around the roots. So it's it gets better every year. In other words, the actual harvest uh, from the field. 
And then you get into like first cut, second cut, third cuts, you know, each season. I'm just saying if you're buying some for your livestock or you probably want to get first cut, the highest level of nutrition, it's felt. I'm not they're an actually, expert on alfalfa, but they're harvesting the seed though, right? To make on what is that barley? Yes, barley. it's it's a uh, just like wheat, uh, wheat, rye, barley all look the same. It's a a, 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 seed, a grass. You only get one harvest, or you get multiple yes. harvests, right? But you have winter, and you also have uh, uh, you know, back to to uh, just for a second, I wanted to address. Uh, uh, you know, a big corporation like uh, Anheuser-Busch or even the big, like, big, big grain dealers that deal in barley, they buy in excess of what they need and store it. I mean, just for those reasons. You, there's one thing you can't, you can run out of diapers, you can run out of toilet paper, by God, you better not run out of beer. Okay, <laughs> God damn it. There's certain things that, you know, you you want a real war on drugs, make cigarettes illegal sometime. Just well, I mean, I, I don't know how true it is, but they I heard that if Putin, if the vodka supply got disrupted in, in Russia, Putin would lose yeah, control. Over, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, folks. By the way, a good chance for me to uh, announce the winner of the uh, Munchie Off Contest. Here, let me scroll okay. up here for the poll. Fourth place with uh, Shen's Popcorn, 10%. Solid job, Shen. Well done. I can't All right. Shen's still in the, the house right now. I'm a little bit uh, stone tired. Uh, Val's Maple Bacon Ice Cream, solid, 15%. Well done, Val. He's not in the house right now, but his Maple Fudge... <laughs> sensing a, a theme here, I feel like, because also I had the maple bacon uh, uh, donuts as well. These maple uh, fudge was 23%, and winning the evening is Coots Spanakapita, with actually Coots' wife's Spanakapita, <laughs> yeah. Patty's Spanakapita, uh, at 52%. So a solid win, Coot. You dominate right. uh, 30%. <laughs> I'll let her know. Uh, She'll else. crack up. Yeah. So uh, uh, she wins the munchie off. Yeah. Congratulations. Isn't that amazing? That forty-three years. Cool. I'm gonna be emailing you. I finally have. Uh, I'm down to the last of my notes. My wife is, and, and I, so 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 upset at buying freaking bottled water for nutrients. I'm gonna switch everything over starting hopefully this week. That's what we're thinking of. I'm making space at my other place. So I can start doing the mix. Funny, I was in my store last week and I saw your your gnarly barley. <laughs> and I got a giggle. I got a, I had yeah. a, I giggled out loud. It's a nice <laughs> package. I, you know, yeah, I gotta say that. They did a nice little package. story on the back. I like yeah. the little your little story on the back, a little by psych soch. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they just Watch started it. carrying all Jeremy's stuff. Pretty cool. You know, just this, okay. with some numbers with he, you this week, maybe. He I'm did thinking. a video a couple of months ago, a few off, weeks yeah. ago. It sure. was on how to mix the Coots mix soil. I checked today, man. It's like sixty, yeah, fifty-eight or fifty-nine thousand views. Like seriously, you watch a, a, an hour and a half video on how to mix soil. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! 
I get it. <laughs> okay. I'm laughing my ass off, man. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's Bye. awesome. And then the, the interview he did with me, and he published it on Christmas. Uh, it was two and a half hours, and it's over twenty five thousand. That's almost a wow. hundred thousand dollars this year. I, you know, we're not even into June yet. Right, that's awesome. Insane. Something I want yeah. to ask you about. It, lately, he's playing with this mustard powder stuff. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Okay. Yeah, the I, one I, thing that, it, that it, I. The results no, not politically. Out of that thing he not, calls the uh, uh, what's the thing where it's like a tub, and you it's sip container. Uh, the grow. Oh, the earth box. Earth box. He, I saw a video from this last run, and like he calls them the feeder roots. The roots are basically just coming up. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Like he's killing it in those earth boxes. Seems like a really simple idea. The results seem to be pretty magnified for 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 a pretty basic, simple idea. Let me explain something, not politically or socially, but I'm really when it comes to gardening, I'm really really conservative. I don't jump on a new things. I got my thing down, and it's okay to be wrong, you know, in this life. I can I can I can handle it, and so all my energy goes into one thing. Worm castings. The rest is jibber jabber. It's just brands. And I don't like new products because usually it comes from somebody that's trying to run a scam. Because you know, I don't, I don't mean Jeremy a scam, but I mean, somebody comes to me and says, hey, you should try uh, Canadian butt hairs. I, you know, I'm not interested. I got my thing down. You know, I put this plant in this soil. And a little bit, what I have four items in my soil mix. Give me a break. Some kale. Could you imagine that the amount of companies or products that Jeremy has to sort through of people hoping that right. he'll carry oh, yeah. their, their thing? Yeah. I couldn't do that job. And to deal with whiners, you know, because I go over there and I answer questions if somebody, like if it's, have you seen the latest one? It's got the uh, the Pacalolo one at fifteen hundred. Yeah. Nice, yeah. huh? Everything's looking great over there. Yeah, this series—that's a really great series. And they're, they're concise, and you know, once a week or whatever. But I've watched them the whole way, and yeah, I've learned a lot from Jeremy. A lot. Well, he had a good teacher. Uh, no, he'll tell you. Uh, there's no good time to interrupt this conversation. Uh, no, you have been a, a great teacher. Uh, I think uh, most of the chat admits uh, as well. You've taught us a ton here as well. Uh, I have to take off uh, here in a moment. Uh, you guys are welcome to, to keep running the show. Smash is the, the host, so you guys can uh -oh. totally hang here. Uh, Red Bear, we haven't even said hello to. My apologies, Red Bear. We're, we're going to say hello to. In fact, uh, go uh, go for it, buddy. Uh, welcome. Uh, what's what's the good word, buddy? <clears throat> hello. Cheers, dude. First time on the show. Nice to see you, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Welcome. Uh, feel free to hang, buddy. Uh, uh, didn't mean to... to uh, take off on your first show or anything else, but uh, feel free to hang out. Uh, uh, same thing, Charlie's Farm. Nice to see you, my friend. Uh, uh, welcome to the show. 
So, like I said, you guys are welcome to the show. Uh, cheers, dude. Nice to see you. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I want uh, to tell you before you go. Go ahead. If you need a place to go tomorrow, it's a nice day. Highway 224 leaving Estacada is open 28 miles now. Oh, and it's okay. It's beautiful right along the Clackamas River. Right on. It's, I mean, you're talking out in the country. It's a, mm. it's a beautiful highway. So, oh, 224. I've, I've That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Coot. Cheers. It's been close since the fires. Right. A couple of years. It's been a long time, hasn't it? This one dumb kid, basically. Was that the same fire? That one uh, stupid kid, or was it a different fire? Oh, no, no. This was that big fire that burned. Oh, that was the that was the gorge. Never mind. That was a different fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking, yeah. 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 Anyway. But thanks, Koo. That's a good tip. Uh, I don't know uh, uh, what to say. I'll probably end up saying more about this in in the coming few days or something, because I've been threatened that... uh, it's a long story. Some of you guys probably know that I, I was working with a conference. I guess I'm not going to mention that conference for the time being, but I was working with a conference and uh, I thought everything was 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 fine, but everything is definitely not fine. Uh, and uh, I'm basically being bullied to uh, release the footage from that conference for uh, way less money than was agreed. And uh, some crazy shit has been happening, to be perfectly honest. You guys probably don't believe this and it, it'd be strange for me to just kind of uh, rope it out now. Like, few are just making that shit up. So we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll leave it for a couple of days. Uh, but I've been threatened by somebody who came on the show. I mean, I, I used to think this guy was on the show. I, I used to think he was a friend, to be perfectly honest. He was talking in our, he was yelling at me in our admin chat for the show. So he was an admin on the show, basically. He was saying, I'm committing social suicide, blah, 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 for not taking like one sixth, actually, of the original bid. It's, 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 it's Looney Tunes. I don't know what's going on. And it's uh, ruined a couple of friendships and everything else. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, if if you know these people are telling me that they're going to escalate it in crazy, crazy ways. I don't know how they would, but if they do, it's going to suck the fucking joy out of this show. I have to be perfectly honest. So I don't know. I don't know where the future of this show goes. Uh, but uh, I wish I, I could leave the show uh, f- for the the moment right now on a better uh, thought. But it's been bugging me the whole evening. It's been bugging me for for a couple of days now. There's been just some uh, uh, real Looney Tunes stuff. And at the end of every show, I'm always saying, don't be a dick. I've encountered a couple of people who I, I can't even describe to you how, 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 how big a dick Stephen fucking acting like. It's real crazy. It happens. Uh, it doesn't always happen, Val. It doesn't. It's it's real. It's, it's, it's and it's been really disappointing, to be perfectly honest. Because I was told. Now, granted, these people told me that, but I've been told that their community was the good one, basically, and all the other, you know, all the pit vipers. The people are, you know, Coot has has seen any number of vipers, and he's, you know, he's pointed them out and laughed at them and so on. Well, I was told many times that these people are not the vipers. So if these people are vipers too, who the fuck is left? Right. And Bud is laughing because he knows there's probably nothing but vipers, basically. So I don't know. It's going to be a weird one. Uh, We're going to see where it goes from here. But uh, in the meantime, I have to say to you, their bite mark is worse than any bite in your community. It it seems pretty straightforward. It's not a matter of who's right or wrong. It's obvious what's going on here. And and like the support you have from uh, many, many people. They don't care about that. any of that 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 thing that thing anyway. I appreciate like, that. Like, what that's is that? They, I, cause that's just one little circle, of whatever. Yeah, they're telling me that basically I'm iced out of an entire community and on and on. It's some shit. There's no so that 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 in itself is just straight 
BS bullshit. Oh, yeah, it's like, bullying. Yeah, it's bullying. Yeah, that's what it is. But it's not their community. I, I, I would hate to see you fold over that kind of bullshit. Fuck that. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's a collective of our community, not their I've community. Been, I've been disinvited <laughs> so many times to so many things. That it's it's almost laughable. Well, it's almost look, a badge of honor for you. I know that. I know who you're talking about. I stopped using the term, but like a year ago, amongst my friends, when they'd be over those people, whatever, I called them living soil Nazis. And then I realized <laughs> Nazis a pretty hard word. You shouldn't just throw that out there. It might offend some people. But that's how that came across to me. That's like, hey, I'm into anything, all forms, but like, uh. Yeah, I, like it was like a. Yeah, I don't know. There's like a whole. Ah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't they, that's they only don't, one. They don't walk the circle. walk. I can tell you that. That's for fucking. Yeah. In that interview with Jeremy, I couldn't believe he went there. There was this thing that it's too long of a story because it involves four or five fightums. But who is the first one that coined LOS? That was a private website after IC Mag fell apart, and it was LOS was Living Organic Soil. Was that one of the owners was Jeremy Silva, and the other yeah. owner was the guy that you would know as Kushananda Seeds or Swami yeah. Kushananda uh, AJ. He's the one that took my seeds that I gave him and turned it into a business. I didn't right. know I, I, yeah. I was adopting a son and a daughter-in-law, and. Um, so anyway, on the interview, he said, let's, he goes, I want to get one thing straight or something like that. Not in a mean way, but he just said, you know, I want to get something settled. So uh, he said, uh, you were the one, meaning me, he said, you were the one that coined the phrase LOS in the waning days of uh, uh, IC Mag before the collapse. And uh I said, yeah, it's kind of funny now. Now, now it's become like uh, it's different. You know, it's not organic growing; it's living organic soil. And I said it was coined one night on a, 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 a what do you call it? A, a social board at IC Mag, and I made a joke. I said, I know this will sound really groovy. Mm. Uh, we'll call it living organic soil. And so I would had it on my tagline uh, after that night. And uh, so when a certain person said, yes, I'm going to have living organic soil in a, a presentation recently, I had to laugh my ass off. You know, and so. One last thing. It's obvious what we're talking about. This is the part where a few months ago, and hey, you put it out there in public. But part of that thing that to me was like, oh, this is getting a little slimy was when they made the thing that by buying a ticket to this, you're like in this weird seed thing oh, that is going to be shit. this weird. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really going to work out. And if anybody actually thought that at some point something was coming back to them, yeah, the that was like the, the biggest fucking crock of bull. And I thought, yeah, this like we got us of how much good information and the lineup was it. All that, I was like, yeah, this is getting a little, like, that was like a, yeah, what do you call that? That was like a, a hype scam or whatever. Like, there's no way anything well, like I mean, that was bit, ever going to happen. I mean, 
That's and then you throw the crypto in it, and oh my god, come on. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is what it is. I appreciate the kind words. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, Lemon Hoko's in the chat. Cheers, buddy. Uh, uh, if folks that don't know Lemon Hoko, please follow okay. him. He's a, a legend, uh, absolute legend. Uh, I have one of his uh, blueberries that he's harvested recently. Beautiful, beautiful plant. Anyway, uh, thanks, folks. I'm going to take off here in a little bit, or actually right now, to be perfectly honest. But uh, much appreciated for uh, hanging out. Much appreciated for the munchie off and everything else. Leaving it in the capable hands of Smashed. And uh, thanks, guys. Adios. Thank Love you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. Take care. Be good, buddy. Actually, all I'll say is this isn't financial advice. But the crypto world is down right now. Very, very, very down right now. Do you think? This would be the time to get in on anything you've been thinking about. Yeah, I don't know what possessed me, but a couple days ago, Elon Musk and the guy from Square, Jack somebody, and these other, they were like live. And it was like the info, I don't know, Bitcoin thing. But those two guys, said some smart stuff and yeah yeah he's brilliant like if, if you believe him yeah he he's actually about trying to make opportunity for more more people and even like his explanation about what he's doing with his bitcoin or tesla is to get the price down like he said it i i'm not good at repeating something but he was basically saying if i was motivated financially i would have stayed and did this but and and when when i guess it's about the issue of tesla accepting bitcoin as payment which he he suspended because oh. that and some of it was he says is that the push in bitcoin that happened because of that Coal was being shoveled in the mining of the Bitcoin. And they're like under some, I mean, why do you believe any of this shit? There's some initials of like environmental, socially, all these things that they're trying to be. And so Bitcoin is going to be mined with coal. He, he's not supportive of it. Hmm. Right. And when there was a, a push in Bitcoin, yeah. It might be a good idea, but he said he pitched to his people, but they turned him down. That he wants to design a space heater that people can have in their house, put out so much warmth, but it would be like mining Bitcoin. So you, instead of you paying for the heat, you would actually like mm. make a little money by running your heater. <laughs> if you really wanted to do something cool, you could build a greenhouse and put like a separate room that mined whatever Bitcoin, Ethereum, let's say whatever, and you could transfer the heat from that room into your growth. Like, well, man. yeah, but you know, it seems like even the good ideas that have come about. Oh, electric car. Oh, well, then we have an issue mining the rare mi mi minerals to make the batteries. And so, like, there's a counter to every, like, what is the one law in physics? Like, every action has a reaction, you know? So, like, that is, all these ideas, even the Bitcoin, yeah, the amount of energy that it takes. It's like, I don't even understand this stuff, but that is the issue of it. The, 
what he calls it something else. He doesn't call it mining. There's another word. Yeah. Are you looking at chat for YouTube? What's that? Are you looking at the YouTube chat at all? No, why? So, uh, here, I'll put it in this chat. Am I being hung in effigy or something? Or? No, no, someone asked a question. Oh, sure. All right, I put it in our chat. Okay, hold on. It's tomorrow night, the blood moon, right? I don't know. I, I think it might be the 16th. Somebody probably knows. Blood that's a big, that, that's a good moon. Mm. How to watch Sunday's Rare so tomorrow, I'm guessing tomorrow? Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's in the a.m. of the 16th, but tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. The eclipse on the night of May 15th to the 16th. Yeah. I always love trying to I've been I've been trying to catch rocket flights. I really like rockets. Like I want to go down to Cape Canaveral and just watch I, I want to see a rocket take off to space. Like that's just something I want to do. And I always I always try to go out for eclipses and, and comets and stuff. There's so many satellites and shit in the sky. It's hard to fucking see much things now. Yeah, but if you went down to Florida, I, I guess it's Florida to see a rocket. I mean, you're, how, how far away are you? Like, I guess you hear it and feel it, but. <laughs> like, uh, there's, some, there's some property actually pretty close. Let's look. Okay. I lived in Palm Beach for uh, almost four years. And uh, from. Uh, North Palm Beach, you can see the plume from up by uh, Cocoa, Cocoa Beach, where they were doing the launches back in the early 90s. And you can see the plume in, in, the, in a pretty damn good view of the shuttle going up. And, uh, you know, obviously you couldn't hear it, but, you know, that was like 350 miles away. And it was pretty amazing just to watch that from the distance. You can get pretty fucking you know, close. Look at that. <clears throat> I'd love to see it up close where it really hits your chest. Like, you know, like, you well, in that in that yeah, LA awesome. basin area, we used to hear the boom when the shuttle would land way out in Mojave, or they had a and and for all those years, there was always a crowd that would go out there, maybe a few hundred people to watch the shuttle land. I'm going to watch uh like pro mod cars like this weekend, like. The cars that, like, when they take off, they rumble the whole stadium. You know, Cooch, earlier you were talking about Taco Bell. And I, I looked it up because out here in Valley Center, there was a 115-acre, the most beautiful farm. And they sold, they were their own fruit stand. But back when we had a fruit stand, we used to purchase stuff from them because they had everything. And the guy that owned it is the bell oh it's called bell garden bell gardens yeah and actually i it's been a lot of years i didn't know that many years and the google had said it closed and is it the, they yeah it's gone they basically developed houses there but it was there for a lot of years it was like a non-profit 
schools would come there on on uh, like tours. Right. It was like this whole little thing. But it was the guy, he was super into growing stuff. And that mm-hmm. was his family farm before he ever made money with Taco Bell. And he it was like a nonprofit or something. But yeah, it was, I guess it was all organic. I, I, and like in the fruit business 20 years ago, it wasn't like that was such a thing, you know? You know what I'm saying? Right. It was just whether it was good product. You know what I mean? Right about the time that I met um, my wife back in the 70s, uh, she was had been working with uh, Calavo at the corporate office uh, in advertising. There was only there were two people, the director and her. And but anyway, she would put the ads together. And one of the benefits, because it was a co-op. Every Friday, she could bring home a bag of uh, avocados for a dollar. And uh, I mean, these were like the Calavo, the really nice from grown in Hawaii. And so they were perfect. Uh, excuse me, as papayas, not, not the avocados were from California, Santa Paula, uh, up near uh, north of L.A., uh, Santa Barbara area. Well, Calavos sold most of their land in like... 2007 yep. and invested in Mexican land and, and is basically why all the avocados are coming. And from what's Mexico. the other country? Uh, is it Peru? It's grown a lot of avocados. You know, what's interesting about that variety is that it was named after George Haas, who had a uh, small farmette on Highway 39, uh, Hacienda Boulevard, just north of Whittier Boulevard. And he had an avocado tree. And he didn't remember where he got the sapling from. But from that tree, for the next 80 or 90 years, cuts were taken and moved around. So every avocado tree of the Haas variety, which is a dominant uh, variety, there's Fuertes and then uh, Bacon. Bacon. Yeah. yeah. But there's the, a few others. But the, the Haas is the one because of the butter uh, level of fat. And that's yep. where the oil anyway. contact and, and the rough skin. The other ones are smooth skinned and right. high water. High right. water. Right. And um oh, so much for genetic uh drift. I mean, at least 80, 90 years they were taking cuts off this tree. If you can imagine uh-huh. that. And uh under the under the only the only uh variety that you can get now in America is Hoss. Is it? all you see for advertisements around yeah. here in the Northeast. Now look, my town is called the avocado capital of the world in the 23 years i've lived here it went to, from being green gold to non-existent it's non-existent oh fallbrook to the to yeah we have our avocado festival in april every year i hadn't gone in a couple of years we had the most i forget how many hundred thousand were out there this year for sure that's the place where the the center part would be the avocado packing right. houses and companies, and they would just be selling avocados. But that you could get bacon, forte. Yeah, there's this other one called X Haas. It's like a combo. Right. I walked the whole thing this year. No, there was avocado ice cream. There was all these products that the food vendors sold. Mm-hmm. There was pillows, there was necklaces, there not, there wasn't one avocado mm. there at all. Well, you know, because we don't grow you know where La Habra's at? anymore. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm from uh, SoCal. Um, the high school that I went to was on Whittier Boulevard. And on the other side of Whittier, going towards La Habra, which I guess now is a city, La Habra Heights, that was uh, one of the original Spanish land grant avocado production regions. Um, I did spent one summer in high school picking avocados, the most work I've ever done in my entire life. This long pole with a bag on the end and, and uh, you activated the clipper, uh, trying to get a bag filled, you know, because you got paid by piecework. No, well, not. now you get paid per, per height of the tree. So if you have the oh, okay. trees that are tall, you get they they get more money to pick those gotcha. than the eight to ten foot yeah. ones because they dude they go up on these ladders with these bags. Oh yeah, the bag weighs like 150 pounds by the time they're trying to come down that ladder. Yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a career move for me. I was you know yeah. 16 or 17. So. When I was in when I was in Florida, the guys used to come. I had a huge mango tree in the back. The same thing. They used to buy the Haitians used to buy from the farmers market. They would ask if they could pick up mangoes and gather the ones that had already crossed. You know what's the a really thing. big so fruit? They would, they would use a pole and they would have not a bag, but they would have uh, because you know mangoes can grow so easily. That right. they used to uh, they have a um, one of the old cages from a light bulb, you know, from an old me you know mechanics or you know right. utility. What, and well, in, in, in North County, oh. in, as far as profitable agriculture that's left, it's all the Japanese, all, like, generational. They own all this property in Oceanside, right along right. all the way to the coast, Del Mar. Right. And, and literally, they could sell this property and develop for so much. They grow tomatoes, Yeah. right? And because so, of the last so many years of issues with the border, they planting yeah. less tomatoes. Because they don't have the labor to pick them. Yeah. Every every year, the citrus industry down in Florida is getting even worse and worse. Like there's 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 a bug down there that lands on the citrus tree. Yeah. And it Green skin. It's called the dragon disease. It uh, it turn once and once it hits you. I was involved in that and was uh, was flown down there by on behalf of the uh, people that were setting up. Uh, Karanja grows, so domestically produced uh, karanja oil and meal as a pesticide. And um, once it hits a tree, it's over. And so you drive around, we used to be, you know, the citrus industry, which was juice. And the factories are boarded up with a chain link fence around it and lock, gone. And the trees have been removed. You have to, because they're diseased. They're chopped. You put a... Uh, they're putting a bag over them now, trying to just. They, do they did they that, can. and they were spraying them with the uh, uh, back. Excuse me, um, clay, penicillin. They were uh, hitting them with penicillin. That didn't work. It's a bacterium, and here's the really horrible part: is they found spots of it in Southern California in Riverside County. Yeah, no, uh, we had a few years ago in Valley Center, Escondido, where the citrus right? is out by the. Indian reservations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was all quarantined because that's, I, but I don't really remember, but yep, it's what you're talking about. They're calling it a yeah, dragon skin disease. And when you, what happens is that, say you had, uh, you took a piece of fruit and you cut it in half, there's no uh, liquid. It's, it fries. It's called dry cell. And once well, that hits uh, the citrus tree, they they spent millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars trying to find an answer to this, and they couldn't. 
when, when I first moved down here, citrus was thriving. Avocados was so thriving that when I ran a fruit stand, we'd buy local fruit. And most of our customers were retired, early retirees from L.A., Anaheim, wherever, yeah. engineers. They had bought five or seven acres, just had a few avocados and small amounts of fruit. Hey, the off, yeah. off those avocados, those people were what they call the green gold. And then mm-hmm. over the years, when NAFTA, there was a string of events. The main event is that the voters voted for this weird water deal. Yeah. That, yeah, there was cheap water for so many years. But then came the time when, and in San Diego, even though agriculture is a big thing yep. in the GDP, we don't have an ag rate. Like in Riverside, we're right over the hill from me. That's where there's still thriving groves and citrus. Right. Yeah, they have an ag rate, rate for water. So, I mean, if you don't have an ag rate, like the, we pay the same to water uh, crops, the same as a person in, in, in a residential area. Well, that right. ain't going to work. No. And so all that really is grown, the people that are squeezing it out still, what they call cut flowers. Like baby eucalyptus, baby mm-hmm. breath. And over the years, I learned because I had a property where part of my deal to have the building was to manage this cut flower thing. And so I take truckloads over to the flower mart. Sure. And this was back 2009 when, like, the whole other economy was crumbling. Flowers? The, nope, steady Eddie. Like, it's yeah. a human thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, food can go up and down, everything. Nope, flowers? It's going to happen one way or another. It's like a birthdays, whatever. It's gone okay. on for thousands of years. Like even these buckets of these things that are like 10 cents a bunch and you got to fill the bucket. They they inspect them for rust and all oh, this. Yeah. Do you guys, so, do you guys see white? You, you all get when you leave uh, them at the packing house, like within 24 hours, they can already go all the way to the Netherlands and over to Africa. Like they're moving fast because they're only, you know, flowers, depending which flowers, they're only going to last so long. But yeah, it used to amaze me. We'd bring them there at like six in the morning and yep, they would take them right to the airport and off they went. Even if they came back, they centralized, like everything goes into Holland or the, the big flower mart and then gets shipped out to everywhere else. <laughs> Can you clone those cut roses? I think you can clone any plant, right? No. Yeah. I, I, I've taken just cut a rose and put it in a in a pot. And, oh, it takes a while, but it'll go. I don't even know about cloning it. Just stick it in. It oh, kind of grows like that. Succulents are easy to do like that. Roses are a little harder, but that's, that's how I, I've spread them. It was developed in uh, China about 3,500 years ago. And um, I don't want to get, anyway, their method of uh, agriculture, they needed a lot of plants. You plant them close on center, but uh, stoners um, were calling sea a green at one time. But it comes from, it's a long story, but anyway, originated in China. So they're the first ones that were uh, actually 
creating plants like citrus fruits and apples and anyway so the what became later misnamed cloning uh is really ancient it wasn't fucked up until the guys in uh holland in the late 80s got a hold of it turned it into the circus that it is i mean it's just it's laughable so for that uh bug i was watching I don't know, some documentary on that, the citrus industry. And they're using, like, clay, like, water and clay to put on the plant. Yeah. It's creating a layer between the bug and the leaf. Right. Um, That, uh, they sell it at all the farm. We have farm, I know you do too, and anywhere you have agriculture, you have farm stores. Sometimes they're called feed stores. Um, I don't have, I can't access uh, concentrates right now, but yeah, it's a, a, a clay and, uh, you mix it with water and it can be applied with a brush or there's other methods. Um, uh, I, just think about this. There's like 3,900 varieties of powdery mildew around the world, uh-huh. 3,900. And the problem is, is, is how, uh, its ability to adapt to a new environment. I don't know its Latin name, but I I remember researching it years ago. It's attributed to like bat. Uh, what do you call it when humans crops didn't get grown or finished, so people died. Bat, uh, no food. What do you uh, famine? Famine. Yeah. It wasn't called powdery mildew because it's actually a, there's a Latin name that. That's what the world called it. But in our history, it's wiped out crops that then led to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't, I haven't done that much research, but I know that the uh, potato famine in Ireland was a result of a soil borne virus uh, that wiped out the uh, production of the tubers. Right? Pardon like me? Black spotted blight that came from America Yeah. The, on the boats. And that's well, the there's another thing, powdery mildew. The one that hits apple trees is called uh black um god damn black root no. Anyway, it's black, it's not even white. Yeah, there's not all white. No. So uh it can be gray, it can be black. According to uh Oregon State University, which is where our agricultural school is, and then up the road at uh, University of Washington, Puyallup, uh which is one of their major agricultural schools. This was about 10 years ago. They published a joint report that they identified between the Cascades and the Pacific Ocean, 10% of the world's uh, known varieties of uh, powdery mildew. So that'd be almost 400. And a lot of that's because you have all these uh, nurseries and over the decades, what do you do when you have a nursery? You bring in plants from somewhere else to offer them to your clients and your customers. So everybody takes a ride, you know? All the microbes and herbivore insects and everything else, you think shit got inspected back in 1880s or 1910s or 1920s or 30s or 40s? Anyway, you get the idea. So the nursery industry is really a direction that 
had to really come to terms with how it was dealing because it was affecting food production. So, yeah, when I managed a couple of nurseries in Boston, uh, Growers Market was one of the last ones in the 90s. We used to get the warnings every few months. We'd get a warning coming from the egg, from the bag, saying to watch out for this or watch out for that or, uh, uh, you know, especially the big one was always the the uh, infestation when we had uh, you know bugs coming over from either overseas or from other oh, parts yeah. of the country. That was always a big, and we had to document it. And we had to uh, you know quarantine the plant, and then occasionally you'd have to send it to the egg egg department. I don't think we ever had to send anything, but um, yeah, I mean, the, the mainstream don't don't realize how fast things can spread, how vulnerable our crops are. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, and, and how we've manipulated them so much over the ages that um, you know they may, they may be resilient to certain things, but now they're not resilient to other things. There's no way to control the global spread of it. That's the problem. Like right. you can't control things coming over here. I mean, like you can try. Well, whether it, it was like a scam or not, but who will remember this? Remember, there would be freezes in Florida, and then orange juice price would triple. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you notice, like, even whatever, even though there isn't oranges in Florida anymore, orange juice price is pretty steady. It is what it is. Inside of Brazil. On sale, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. whether they're right or wrong, the corporate farm thing, their biggest fear is what we're talking about is that, like, a crop, a major crop could get wiped out and then it affect, like, I remember that. When we used to produce this wheat, that if we didn't import it to Russia, they they were gonna like starve to death and stuff. Like, seems they that if, whether they're right because or wrong, the land approach, you know, the food supply is pretty steady. And even though there's seven billion people, uh, well, that's not necessarily well. We throw away like three quarters of the food, so. It's, there's no reason that people should be going without food, but that's a different we, story. We literally, the United States is the breadbasket to the world. If you buy a loaf of bread in Paris at one of the 3,000 uh, bakeries, that uh, flour came from American wheat. I mean, you don't ship flour, you ship grain because you, you, know, you don't have to bag grain to unload a ship. Because we have land. You don't have that kind of land in Europe. We're going to, what Germany's going to say, well, we're going to take 20,000 acres to grow rye. I mean, it doesn't work that way. So um, that's why. No, and even, even like a, you can look at the satellites. The big breadbasket of our country was the San Joaquin Valley, right? right? And that is so corrupted, mainly over water and a few different players, and they're growing Mm -hmm. all these like, Crops that are yeah. not sustainable. They're growing crops to use the water for then they can fill the the, the aquifers in the and basically sell the water for a profit to LA. Like the biggest players, this one guy, he he made all of his money on uh with that uh the coins in TV, uh the Franklin oh. Mint. Franklin oh, yeah, Mint, yeah. it's the resonance and just by chance in the 70s, he bought up all this land in the San Joaquin Valley to hide from taxes. But then 
God, they're they're so old. They're like in their 90s, but they're still bad people. They own the Wonderland company and they're responsible for so many bad things. <laughs> and actually, yeah. they're trying to privatize water because like I watched this thing about it. Australia has privatized water. So like some areas of Australia, they take their water and ship it to another place because the South King Valley is already that way. That's why there's no more crops in the northern part because they sell their water <laughs> down to the lower part, mm-hmm. to Resnick, right? Because they can make more money for sure just sell, selling their water than trying to grow a crop. So that's how, and and because of all that over the last 20, 30 years, a satellite <laughs> view of what is grown there is shrunk to like next to nothing. Yeah. When back in the day, that was this giant ass green patch that fed the world. Now, who feeds the world really is China because they they have a lot of land and grow a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and they don't care. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about what they what they do. Well, no, I mean, yeah, they run into the to same problems. You yep. know, they they I've seen stories where. Yep, some of their techniques got so bad and polluted so bad that they had to abandon the whole area and shit. Yeah, look at the bees. I mean, they had you know some of the uh, some of the a- apple orchards and uh, other orchards that they ran. They they had to hand pollinate them with paintbrushes because they had no bees at all to go around and pollinate. Well, even this this orchards, thing I saw about the bees orchards. came back to this Resnick guy. Right, he in California. Even my neighbor, and it started to be a problem. Like at first, it was maybe a couple hundred boxes. I think he's got over like two thousand boxes just down the hill from me. And any puddle of water, my bird baths, I had to take those down because I mean we're not talking just a few bees. Holy shit, they're like ready to swarm. But he's he's not raising honey. He rents those out mm-hmm. to pollinate. That's like due to China. And their honey, which mostly is fake, honey producers in the United States don't exist really anymore. The the bee, they still are in the bee business, but they just rent out their bees. And what is causing some of the collapses, bees come from everywhere, like to, to areas that need them. California needs more bees than we have. So we take in bees from all over the country. Put them in different areas of the, you know, different people, contract with different people. But bees transfer from this box to the other box and get brought back to an area that that they're that they're not like that's that's not their region. And then some things become evasive. And this isn't all of what's causing the collapse, but there's papers that are showing that this transfer of bees from Texas to to California, and then some of them end up back in Colorado, and then this and that and this. And I understand that to a degree because we used to raise monarchs, and like mm. it's like a known thing. We don't, you can't touch or breed or any of the monarchs that are from the the coastal San Ynez Valley part because they're like trapped and don't have like the full migration. Um, they have like a virus. Like they just live with this virus and uh, you don't want to bring that virus into like the healthy, which is mm. everything else. So like 
Yep, that same kind of thing with bees. You can't just intermix bees mm. from different areas. And it actually goes to one of humans things over history. When you find out where certain crops came from, that we we brought, you know, that was what the explorers did. They brought all these things over, most of them non-native. Most of it worked right. good. Some of it like made the world what it is. But some things are evasive and will will cause more damage. And some right. of those things we learn to know about, but we can't fix it. Like an example in, down here, people know the place, Catalina Island, mm-hmm. which used to be owned by the Wrigley. Yep. Yeah. He was just a rich guy that wanted to have like a zoo on his island. Yeah. And he imported everything, every plant. Buffaloes. Buffalo. And, they, and now the biggest problem is trying to figure, yeah, it's, it's totally screwed up the island. And now they're seeing the, that oh the the native things are are being extinct because of the Channel that, Islands have been a a thorn in the uh, state legislature for at least a hundred years. Yeah, you know, and going that, back a, to the twenty rock star, that guy Joe Walsh, he yeah. owns one of the old historic islands, and it's the same thing where they I I don't know if it's Buffalo or something. And he has like a nonprofit where they're trying to relocate, you know, right. but, but, but we learn that like humans know this, but like, it's still happening. It's, it, it's even happening with domestic pets where pets in Florida have been let out some snake. And now this snake is becoming evasive to like, right. yeah, you know, yeah. so like the pythons and iguanas and everything else. That was starting to be a big problem when I lived down there. They, you know, uh, a huge problem actually. And that was in 91, 92, 93. They were actually paying people if you found any iguanas. That was the back then, anyway. But now, I mean, look at, they can make a whole show about freaking pythons, for Christ's sake, catching the pythons. Mm-hmm. And how they're doing it on, on History Channel, for Christ's sake. Want people yeah, going, still, catching the alligators. Going over to, yeah, going into the Everglades. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I, I actually laughed when I first moved to Florida and I heard that the uh, the state tree in Florida isn't even native to Florida. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the tree. What was it? Uh, yeah, uh, Florida citrus, but it's not an orange tree. I think it was called a pencil line. I can't remember, but it was something like that. And it's, it's not even native to Florida. There were so many species down there that, that were invasive, that were from, uh, you know, that, that it uh, migrated either from man or otherwise. And trying to control the whole situation because how fast everything grows in southern Florida. That um, you know, it was like one of the number one problems down there. And that was back then. I mean, you're talking 30 years ago. I mean, Christ. My father, I remember my father, my father worked for John Hancock. He he ran the rails to work his way up to the COO of the, uh, the real estate department back in the 60s when he first started with them. That's what they did. They went around and bought all the orange growth down in Florida and California. They owned everything. That's why John Hancock. Orange Bowl. But they got out of the business once they started back in the 80s, early 90s. You know, shit really started hitting the fan. You know, uh, my father wasn't a farmer by any means. I mean, all he did was bought, bought the, they buy the property, they buy it off uh, of the, uh, I'm not mistaken, buy it off of some of the struggling farmers down there, but then they consolidated everything, obviously. And then, you know, obviously hire a, a management company to run them. And uh, but when all the shit started hitting the fan, I remember my father selling them off like he was no tomorrow, just telling his 
Don't nobody underneath them. Sell it all. But it, it's, you know, because they, you know, how big they are, they still have their name on the, on the orange book. But they don't own any of those orange books. They get out of that. Real well, sad. those are the those are the people that consolidated it and since then it has been sold to even bigger sure. corporate yep. uh, entities. Giant I mean being like a fan of Farm Aid since the 80s, that's basically what Willie and Neil Young and that whole organization was was saying, even when we were talking about seeds. <clears throat> Part of the law changed in the 80s that made it that, like, how those, well, they're not even independent farmers anymore, so it's not an issue. They're gone. But back then, when they were trying to save those people, it used to be you would plant 90% of your acreage, but 10% you would plant your own seeds for the next year. Yeah, but right. the way the banking and the loan and the whole thing changed, you're not allowed to do that. Hmm. Your seeds come with your loan package each year. It's like part of the the deal each year. When you right. sign your new loan package for the year, that includes the money and the purchase of the seed because you're not Right. Allowed to produce your own seed, right? That's why you buy the other day. And, and that, double was like, cropping. Double that was cropping like what, what the first thing of Farm Aid was. Oh, they changed the law. We got to stop this, or this is what's going to happen. Well, everything they said was going to happen happened. Yep, absolutely. Even though they still do Farm Aid every year and raise money and whatever, no, that war was lost. <laughs> and our quality of food suffered everything you know pretty much how everything works though bigger the one that has the most money buys it at some point doesn't matter what it is well that's yeah brings me like i don't read a lot of books in my life but one time I was in this jail and there was only one book. It was that thick. And it was from like a famous, I guess, Russian economist. And I didn't understand a lot of it, but I understood this one chapter, this one thing where the, he wrote this in the 40s. But he was describing that the problem with capitalism is when it hits what he called hypercapitalism. And yeah, that's what I think. Like, yeah, capitalism's great for a while. And then comes the part we're in now, hypercapitalism. Like, you know, I grew up as a kid thinking, yeah, I want to be a millionaire. Realize a million bucks, that ain't shit. Like, yeah, like, what's that going to get you? Barely even a house. Well, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll get you a lot. I mean, no, no question, but you know what I mean. Like now you're talking about yeah. billionaires and multi-billionaires and oh, it's only like it's consolidating hyper it's and where does it stop? I mean, a couple of these guys, well, wait, they're only like whatever age they are, they're gonna wait, play this at that at that hyper level for the nether 30, 40, 50 years. Holy shit, how rich can they get? Yep, they run it all. The newspapers, the newspapers, the, the friggin' agricultural, their hands are in everything. Just a few players run it all. 
And even Coop touched on it earlier, like the food is like made by robots and more and more things. So like eventually, like beyond not having the ability to be an entrepreneur, have a fair shake at having a business, uh, just a job is like, wait, what jobs are going to be left? (laughs) You're seeing these things called ghost kitchens pop up where like, there's like 20 restaurants in one rest, like one building. It's all machines and it's weird. Well, even the, I mean, COVID kind of derailed it a little, but it, it wasn't just in around California. It, it seemed to be restaurants and good cooks would have food trucks more than. It couldn't make money like having an establishment. But they could make money with a food truck. And that's when, like, this trend of, like, the good food truck that would, like, you know. Up here, they call them pods. Yeah. Uh, Overhead would kill you. Over here, we call them pods. Like, several set up. Uh, Food pods. uh, Food truck pods. And per capita, Portland has one of the highest percentage of uh, food trucks of anywhere in the United States. It was fascinating. Get it, find any cuisine you want. Uh, I think Portland's where the trend started. Yeah, in the bigger cities too, like Chicago and New York. But what's interesting is that uh, you can actually find real honesty if that's what you want, honest to God, Cambodian food, uh, and not try to have it like cooked at the Thai restaurant and try to explain. Anyway, you get the idea. But um, so you're seeing some like you know where you have the star chef, you know the restaurant that overhead. Think about it, just the building and and employees and everything. They can buy a truck and outfit it to their cuisine style that they want to uh, sell to the public and make more money. Yeah, and work less my hours. Brother, my brother has been a chef for like forty years. Yeah, and it's all about product yep right and if your overhead so high you're going to squeeze on the product yep. that's what that's what restaurants have to do yep. food right. truck and that's why they're so much better oh yep. now they can go and say yeah let's get the better bok choy let's get the better right. rice let's get the because it's as simple as that and yep. most corporate and whatever run restaurants really no fault of their own but yeah how they stay in business or make money or whatever yeah, they serve it like the worst product, DF level. They buy all that stuff, you know. Because yeah, they're huge. They're limited by their suppliers sometimes. Wait, there's another thing is that ingenuity. One company in the United States uh, called Cisco, not the one that does computers, but S Y S C O Cisco. They're bigger than all their competitors combined. So they control over 50, 51% of the, of the market in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, they're in Canada, down through uh, Central America, into parts of Brazil, excuse me, uh, South America. But as far as the United States, try to find anybody in the United States that hasn't seen a Cisco truck at some point in their life. I don't care how small the town is. There's a restaurant, a, a prison, a school. Uh, what else they serve? Hospitals. 
hospitals. Well, there you go. And, and I'm yep. familiar with that. And if you had their sheet of every all the, and we got it, let's just say, got into vegetables, broccoli. There'd be like six, seven grades of broccoli, right? right? Like you know, and how do you want to cut up or yeah, that too, all actually. that, right. and yeah. and meat. Oh, meat's really like that, and everything, and yeah. yeah. When you go and you sit down and the meal impresses you, most likely it started with the ingredients, even a simple thing like a pizza. The sure. ingredients. Right. Yeah. Those food trucks are huge, my kid. Down in downtown Boston. And, uh, and I know elsewhere, but downtown Boston, just in the downtown area, you know, they used to have the, uh, just the, uh, the food carts. But the, right. you know, they, were, they were making the steak and cheese, sauce, right. you know, whatever. Lunch. Uh, there was one that made incredibly insane well, some of that's like but in different cities people. different situations but in, in around here it gets into like hit it's a game of whack-a-mole because like oh there's some places that are friendly let them come set up without having a permit or a right. license so that's why they got to move around and sure some of the good ones like yeah you follow them on instagram and they tell you what corner they're at or whatnot but yeah. Yeah, like any new industry, until regulation. Well, comes in, they're, gonna well, they're, to they're sorting they some of the regulations, but that's how it is to make money and bring people well, what they want. It, yeah, there um, was a stink I'm, in Boston about it when they first started coming down. You know, when they when they first started showing up. You know, uh, for everything from uh, food safety to you know everything was you know everybody. Yeah, was, I'll you tell know, you, for certain their side, for so, certain you know, cuisine, you're better off with a food truck than you are a sit down, like. Especially Indian food, um, you know that kind of a lot of curries and rice. Uh, I I prefer going to a truck to get good Thai, a family deal where mom and dad are cooking and the daughter or son are serving the you know. Um, I'm a real supporter of uh, of food trucks. I just think the whole concept is real democratic. Because uh, about the, they just get great food, man. They just literally they make the, the brick and mortars, a lot yeah. of brick and mortar, even ones that have been there forever. They put right. it to shame. That's yep. why they were complaining in the beginning. Because you think those brick and mortars want that competition just sitting anywhere yep. conveniently, right in foot traffic? Are you kidding yep. me? Oh my God, was, you know that's why I laugh when they talk about regulation and, and food. It's, it's the people making the stink that they get in the fight that are feeling that. Know, financially and uh you know well, you know, I'm, food. Not saying, I'm not saying i blame them anyway either but on the other hand too is you know this is you talk about true capitalism competition is king in capitalism portland is definitely a foodie town oh yeah uh the number yeah. of restaurants per capita the only uh city that beats it is san francisco so i mean i'm joking if you decide you want to go and eat ethiopian food Moroccan food. I mean, it's like you're in a big city. Not yeah, I mean, I'm insane when it comes. My wife just does not get off my case of how picky I am when I eat. You have no idea. Oh, I mean, I yeah. worked in kitchen. I worked in kitchens for 15, 20 years, you know, from full time, trickled down to part time. You know, I, I, listen, I was out of my house, you know, right when I turned 16. So, you know, I wasn't even, a, you know, uh, pretty much. Uh, okay, this so, is a, I'm going to take how, this back you know, to so I fed myself. And I used to go to, and I used to work at some of the nicer restaurants because I knew I was going to eat the nicer food if if I could get the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So this guy who fancies himself to be a 
a cannabis entrepreneur type fellow uh, contacts me a few years ago and he said, I'm going to be in uh, Oregon next week on the blah, blah, blah. Uh, how about if we meet somewhere and go, you know, do lunch, you know, have lunch together. You know, there's something I want to talk to. Me. I said, yeah, fine. So uh, a day later or so, I sent him an email or text, whatever it was, and asked him, so what kind of food do you like? You know, so I can figure out where we're going to meet, right? That kind of thing. So he sends me back this fucking long list of I don't eat Chinese, I don't eat Mexican, I don't eat... Because there are all these goddamn cuisines. And so here's my answer to him. I sent him back, I said... Oh, I first of all, I sent a link to the specific uh, 7-Eleven. I said, why don't you stop here, get a bottle of Perrier and some saltine crackers. And here's the uh, rest stop. Consume the water in the... uh, and then give me a call and I'll see if I'm busy. You're like, if you're that much of a pussy, I mean, yeah. that's all you get. I don't eat Mexican. I don't like Italian. I don't like it. What the fuck do you yeah. eat? You know, yeah, you got to be adventurous, man. You got to uh, be adventurous. Yeah, we're going to do keto. You know, that yeah. was kind of like, or what? Oh my God. Yeah. What's the no, other one? My, my, my the other brother, one with the meat. You can only eat meat or something. What's that other one there? Yeah. My uh, brother is a, a chef on the movie Atkins. set. Atkins, for, like, for like 20 years. And in the last so many years, his position that he's basically created himself, he's there for special diet, basically. Okay. <laughs> because, like, on the set, even though it's Teamsters all the way to the actors, yeah, the amount of people that come with one of these lists of, like, yeah, I'm gluten free, I'm this, I'm that. Oh, this, yeah. That. And so his job on the crew. The, the, the rest of the cooks or the chefs, whatever, they're just cooking the regular stuff. My brother's pure job is just to make these special special diet. Right. <laughs> Which is a term I remember. There used to even be that in jail because you could say, oh, you were this or that. They give you special diet, which was usually the worst thing you could imagine. But we're fucking with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always, I always used to say in jail, they become religious when they want that meal. <laughs> yeah, they become very uh, orthodox when they get the special meal. I mean, I, even, I get it. I get it. They don't even eat my, half the time because they're cooking out of their canteens. They don't even care. You know what I mean? It's like My number one goal when I was in the business on a serious level was this. Avoid being captured. Because that means you're going to be prosecuted and you don't have enough money to fight it. So you do things like you move every three months. You run your distribution out of one county. You put your money in a bank. Not a, I mean, it's what you call it is your bank. I don't mean a, a bank. But you have a house, a safe house, where that's where your money is kept. And then you have where you live and then you move around constantly why because agencies want the glory because the more bus they get the more money they get for the next year so they're they're like anybody it's a competition who's going to get credit for this and so you know don't go driving around nice cars that don't belong in that neighborhood because you're really cool and you think you need a beamer or a whatever you know, 
If everybody well, in your neighborhood's driving, uh, I, I could be wrong, but the way I visualize a case coming together is like somewhere down the line they presented to like the watch commander. Yeah. And his view is, well, what's in it for us? Yep. Right. What? Oh, there's no cars. There's we're not got an action on the property. Yeah. But we're gonna spend all this money for what? Is this the call or some fool? Yep. Uh, yep. So yeah. Because yeah, that's the way that's, that's using the motivation like I've seen over the years. Yeah. But my one friend that ended up actually doing time for growing up in Humboldt. Yeah, it was all about he just worked for this other rich guy that had a house on Laguna Beach, on the beach, but also had these properties up north. Yeah. And uh, yeah. The best yeah. people to avoid, they have nothing to lose. See, that's what you have to remember. You have to look at every situation. Okay, if it's, if you're going to be involved with a group of people, you have to know who has the most to lose because that's who's going to take the hit. When the thing comes apart, well, this thing was in there. Now that I remember, this thing ended up being in the papers down here because his dad was a very successful, known real estate person in the oh, area, geez. and was using yeah. like the some of the case was like maybe going to bring the dad in, but then yep. ultimately, yeah, yep, they yep. lost a bunch the words of properties. Yeah, you know, and that was like, oh, everyone's out; they're all out. That, yeah, that, yeah. Few years went by, but oh, guess what? Somebody lost some 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 big assets in that deal. Yeah, <clears throat> it all depends upon what level of play. It all has levels. All right, there are going to be the people that are never going to get touched. There are going to be well, the people that are going to be sacrificed. I worked in the industry. Listen, man, I worked in the industry, and I'm not talking about weed. That was always the sideline with weed. But I worked in the powders from the '80s, late '70s, all the way to the turn of the century, and I I was stupid. I did time. I did too much time, but when low-level people used to come up and start bragging to me about the time they've done and where they did it and who they know, I walked away. Yep. I don't want to talk to you. No. Nope. Yeah. I'll sit there I'll... with my mouth shut, but then I'm going to, and, and thankfully I grew up in Arrow where, and I went to school where I made some good connections around the whole city of Boston, every end from North Shore to South Shore. And um, I didn't have to, thankfully, I didn't have to deal with those guys. But I made my mistakes, man. Listen, I was stupid. Somebody comes up and brags about all their time. I just look at them and say, you know what, bro? I guess you're not good at that. You might want to find another line of work. Exactly. You might yeah. want to find another right line of work. Right if you get work. <laughs> well, my I'm friend. Not, I'm nobody, man. afternoon over here. Nobody. And he's a, I, had some, he's I pushed a, some weight, bro. I had exactly what Coop was just talking about for decades. Yeah. And it was I, move, I, move, move. You're a nomad. I don't want to drive a friggin' Grand National yeah. that can do the quarter mile in 3.2 seconds. Yeah, I want to beat up 1978 Chevette. I want a K car. That's all I want. And now you get everybody jacked up, not me, because I just I never like the drug, but get them jacked up on Coke and doing stupid shit. Because that's what you do when you yeah. drink, yeah. Yeah. when you snort a bunch of Coke and drinking. Uh, well, know, yesterday I was hanging cognac. with my friend that's a public defender for 30 years in Riverside. And he's telling me this that that afternoon his case was this 30-year-old guy. He got caught at the checkpoint up here. Yeah. And those cases, even though I always thought, oh, you're still in San Diego. No, they get handled in his district of Riverside. 
mm. with 20 kilos of meth, his wife and a baby in the car. And they were negotiating the sentencing. And so it was going to be four years for the smuggling or, and eight to 12 years for the uh, weight, right? And he got them to not do the weight, just give them four years. But then the part that I was shocked to find out is no matter how much time you get, the only people being sent to prison are what they call strike cases, violence. So all drug dealers, no matter if you get 10 years, 12 years, four years, you're doing it in the county jail throughout the whole state, which I was like, holy moly, that would be like double, like four years of county time would be like, I would file and say that that was uh, torture. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's not, you're not meant to be you there for that long. That's okay? why they call it jail, not prison. Not, well, not and then prison. he explained. It's jail. Like, I don't know other parts of the country, but here we have this new law we passed about, like, basically, there's no more bail. They just, like, if your case yeah. is whatever, they you just get it out. Yeah. Well, the reason they're that trying is, to do a recall on both of them, the San Fran and the state. The reality is, is that because they got the drug dealers having to do their time in jail, they don't have room to hold anybody else. So the purpose of the jail, like, you know, they, so yeah. Legally, at least around here, you can only get up to two and a half years in county jail unless they do something like a, like a compounded sentence where you get two and a half on two and a half. So legally, you're only allowed to spend seven years in county jail around here. After that, you have to go upstate. And most of the time, if you have like, there's, there's a fed jail too. Like it's, it's totally different. Like, well, you know in California, I mean? we were even lower. It was 16 months and up. You went to prison and the, the county jail could send you to what they like a year. And yeah, no, that's like, there's not even probation or parole anymore. Like the system is basically falling apart after, you know, decades of us supporting that system with like a lot of tax dollars. Yeah. It's just basically crumbling. They, they've run out of resources and can't support it anymore. And that's why crime, crime. Yeah. There's no repercussions. If there's no repercussions, it's all a deterrent system. So if the deterrence, like even in my lifetime after the crack epidemic, yeah, people were carjacking you. It was crazy. Crime was crazy. Oh, when they changed the law and made the three strike and all that, oh, guess what happened? It cleaned up. Well, now we're going, like, that's this thing, man. We never learned from our history. We just keep repeating the same fucking cycles, whether it's epidemics of certain drugs, crime waves, like, oh, we know what causes it, but then we just go right back into the cycle, you know? All right, I'm getting up far as it will be here. All right, man, you guys have a good evening. Yeah, it was good tonight talking. You too, man. Thanks. Thanks, man. Hey, real quick, who? Hey, real quick, who? Are you busy yes, this week? I know you're busy all the time, but if I start emailing you a bunch of questions and asking for help, would you be around this week? Because this, this is what I'm going to spend the money and switch everything okay. over. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I really appreciate it. Man. Hey, you're welcome, man. Take care. Yeah.
Bye bye. Peace. Alright, everyone. I hope you match. I'll say goodnight next. Peace, guys. I'll see you on the next one, hopefully. Be safe, Alright? Thanks, Smash. Peace. Peace, bud. Alright, I hope everyone's having a great day. I'm going to get the show. Hopefully, it's good. I'm following the super right here. But everyone, have a great night. Be safe. Stay safe. Don't forget to check out the Human or Seed Company. Waking up slowly, dreaming of a holy.